Good evening, Brittany Army. This is the Pop of Color podcast with... Hey guys, it's India. And Ruby. Two women of color who love Bravo, pop culture for all, and astrology. So It's been a week. (laughs) I'm so excited, I will say. When you sent me the trailer, I was super pumped. And then I remember the reality of what you said, that the trailers are always normally better than the actual reunions and I got a little sad but I'm still hoping that Andy brought his <laughs> his lawyer pants and is going to grill like he said put you on a skewer and fire you up on the barbecue to oh. Erica. <laughs> yeah so we are recording on a Wednesday and tonight is the finale of Beverly Hills so even though we don't cover it we saw the trailer for the reunion the infamous four-part reunion I think we've only ever had a four-part reunion for like a random season of Atlanta so this is uh unpre- not unprecedented but rarely precedented mm, i didn't say that right but that's fine oh sorry guys but as india said bh is notorious for great trailers for both seasons and reunions and then not a damn thing happens or like something that was worth like a really juicy two-part reunion happens and then there's an extra two hours of nonsense so I'm hoping cautiously optimistic but yeah at the end of that trailer you could see Erica searching for an answer like what can I say legally what have I said before like you know they always say if you're telling the truth you don't have to think about it well also during the show she's so adamant about not speaking to Tom and so I thought Andy was trying to catch her in a lie by saying so what have you asked Tom like have you asked Tom like why he like why he did it and I feel like he caught her in a lie then because it's like Oop, I thought you haven't yeah. talked to him. And she's like, well, I asked him. And it's like, wait, hold on. I you haven't talked to yeah. him. Also, the set, the seating arrangement's interesting. Like, who is on which couch? Because I don't think I was expecting that. It's So it's, um, isn't it Kyle Garcelle sitting on the right? And then, mm-hmm. like. And Kathy in between others. Kyle and Garcelle when she's there. When she does her little thing. And then Crystal, Rena. I think Rena's on the end, which. Mm-mm. It's Erica. That many times, you it's need Erica, to... then Lisa, then Dorit, then Crystal. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Because I was just, I was about to say, when you're on the end too often, you need to go. Okay, I just want Rena to go. Oh, yeah. I'm just. But yeah, Rena, I'm see. over. I mean, that makes sense though, um, in terms of who believes Erica and who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how we just we split up the couches this. Season. But Dorit doesn't believe Erica. I think Dorit believes Erica less than Kyle does. So that's interesting that yeah. she's there on I've that side like, of the couch. But I guess, yeah. I don't know. Garcelle, I'm social. Be on that side. Oh, we're chaotic tonight. Always. We both have so much energy compared to like last week. I feel like we were like, hey. Oh, I'm still like, hey. How's it going? But I'm like, I get excited about recording because it's oh. like my escape from life, from work life. Which this is our creative outlet. Grateful for, but it's been a it's been a hard week, or it's been a a very long week, and it's only Wednesday, so it's like my today is my one year anniversary of my job that I'm at right now. Woo! And I celebrated by not going. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wasn't. I had all I'll say is like a rough night last night, so I was like up a lot, um, sick, and so I was like I can't come. And then someone texted me, I was like Happy work anniversary, and I was like, Oh yeah. Um, but I was on my birthday, okay. so I get one. 
having a mental health day on my one year anniversary, I think that's very like fitting. Yeah. They should do that with all work cultures. Your one year anniversary. Every year that you're there, every anniversary date, you get to take off. Pay you should holiday. get the number of days for like the number of years you've worked. There. Hell yeah. So like one to two to three, you know? Wow. And I'm uh, a Innovative. boss in, in control of some people again. I'm definitely going to, I think I might implement that. That's That will keep keep people there longer. Then they'll want to be there like seven years so they can get a whole week off. Exactly. Paid. You know me, I, always thinking. Yeah. They might. Always scheming. You know, Google or YouTube or someone probably already implements that in some way because their packages are literally amazing. But like those places is not worth it because they also expect you to just work out like any hour of the day. Yeah. See, I like a trade-off. Like for as limited as certain benefits can be. Like, first of all, I just want healthcare. Number one. Two. I'm like, I'm okay with just having a nine to five job and it'd be less exciting as long as I have like proper benefits and like to have those hours that have to be respected by like an institution because like startup culture and all that where they're like, work until forever. No, ma'am, we're not. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to make dinner. Like I will have a life outside of my job, which. And see, I'm the complete if you opposite. Yes, in 2021, I'm a liar because that's all I did this year. <laughs> Literally worked all year and was like at my job all the time but that's because there was a need um at the time that's like a temporary need now we're in a better place see i'm the exact opposite i love entrepreneurial like self employ like stuff i always lean in that direction because i hate being told what to do um and I hate um, sitting at a desk for those hours but which is nice i get to like sit on my couch and do work but then i'm always working like i worked from Monday to Sunday of this week, I didn't take a day off, meaning I had to like do showings and write offers. And then I'm doing an interior design project. So that's a whole nother thing. So I'm just always, I'm and then I still do billing. I'm my way to the top so that I don't have to be told what to do. But because my mom says that I may have a problem with authority and I, I have some heavy, so, did you hear but... that echo? I have some heavy ass elbows. All it did was all that lotion. Slid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys missed. I we were about to hit record, and I'm like, I have this thing. Like, I I'm a little bit of a control freak. I'm a Capricorn, so yeah, I'm a control freak. I have com- like she has compulsivity issues. That's yeah, issue. and I have ADD issues. Like, and then I like get up and do random things, but I have to put lotion on my hands. Like, that's a big thing. After I wash, if they're too dry, I need lotion. And so I could not sit here for an hour, an hour and a half. Who knows how long we're going to sit here with dry hands. It would literally, and then I would be like the last episode where I'm muting and getting up and doing a bunch of stuff. (laughs) It would just spiral. Look into production. (laughs) It's not all just smoke and lights. Yeah, no, (laughs) it would spiral. So it's us muting to like go pee or cough or the lotion on. (laughs) And so I'm yelling to John like, I need lotion. (laughs) Stats. There was like one episode where everyone's like, you sounded really good. And I was like, really? Because every time I muted, I was just like, <laughs> like just coughing the storm. Oh yeah, poor Ruby. And I thought I was going to die, but everything's okay. I, unrelated, went to a wedding from like one of my high school friends last weekend. And there was someone there that I did not know was going to be there. And do you hear the change in my voice? Because that's how uncomfortable I was. I was just like, 
oh, it's you. And it was like somebody I had actually, I had like seen them at like our high school reunion a week, a year or two ago, but like not ever had to like speak in conversation with for like 14 years. And it was just as awkward as it felt then. It was, uh, and then my friend who I was with um, was just like, had been to another wedding the night before. So he was just like phoning it in. So I was like, this is a lonely, lonely place I'm at. But luckily there was an open bar and somebody else from our high school was the bartender and she was super nice. So I just talked to her instead. I love an open bar. <laughs> Don't do a Candice yeah. uh, cash I got, bar. Just tacky. I did, um, I was telling someone, I got that good old Virginia pour because I was like, can I have a tequila pineapple please? And if it was a cup, it was like eight tenths tequila and then perhaps a splash of pineapple. And I was like, oh, so I can't be a little bitch today. Okay. Oh yeah, the place I used to work, I, that I used to waitress, the pours were like that. They were like so heavy that like they weren't. I used to work at a bar in Richmond where we did like the three count. We had to use jiggers. Yeah, and you had to. Which yeah, was I did annoying. that in California where you had to properly like count. The I hate it. Like, don't ask me to use a jigger. That's gonna slow me down. Yeah, and just give people what they want. They're gonna keep buying. Yeah, if, I mean, will, I it, I would it will only sell whatever you know what I mean. I would heavier pour for people that were great tippers. Now, if I looked out and you didn't tip, then you were getting the exact amount, not a drop more. Like I wouldn't look out for yeah. people that you didn't look out to for me. Service, service people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a great wedding. It was a Greek wedding. You so, look beautiful. Um, Any plate smashing or uh, up on a chair? Is that Greek? That is Greek. No, so they. You know what's wild is like I feel like every culture has variations of the same thing. So like they did a church, so they're Greek Orthodox, they did a church wedding. So um, that's similar to being like Catholic or Mm -hmm. Armenian Orthodox or whatever. Really have the service, but then they gave us like a program where they told us all the steps of like the bits that they were doing because they were doing it in both Greek and in English. Um, and my friend who was with me is South Asian. And so it was like very akin to like a Hindu ceremony. So a lot of the steps are like what those steps represented and stuff like that. And then we get to the reception and they are doing like a big dance. And so they're doing more of the dance with like, they're all in a circle and they like side to side shuffle. I don't know how to explain it, but it's really good dancing. And then they throw money, which is kind of like a Nigerian wedding. And so, you know, you have like all these elements that are pretty similar and then it was hilarious because all these like very American people were like oh my god I want to be Greek this wedding is so crazy (laughs) and again it was like my group was a Puerto Rican and Armenian and a Sri Lankan and we're like this is what all weddings are like wow pop of colors oh yes it was it was high key pop of color it was like 99% Greek people I think there were two black people because Virginia (laughs) And then I think it was like a smattering of white people. And then us, like, I don't know if there were any other ethnic people there. Wow. But no, but that was like our, from our class, but it was just hilarious. Cause to the three of us, like we were just sitting chilling, like, this is how it is. And everybody else was like, this is crazy. Like they thought they were at Disneyland, but it was really good. I mean, we've, but we've also just grown up watching our friend, like dance at these Greek festivals in our hometown and been to that banquet hall before like we used to like volunteer and do random events there and stuff and of course like that person that I saw that I was not friends with was like don't you remember we took the PSAT here I was like I really don't I was like I don't cling to these memories the same way no. I was like I PSAT. Had, 
I don't remember where I took the SAT. Hmm? A very intense person. Yeah. I was like, I thought we took it at this other school, but maybe that was the SAT. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was happy to dress up. Larry learned to walk in heels. It was really bad at first. Like I really looked like a 14 year old at her first homecoming when I was like walking out of the hotel. I was like, oh, my ankles can't <laughs> hold it up. And I was just like shaking, shaking, shaking. And then by the time like we were at the reception, we had been like standing and kneeling and sitting for the service for so long that I was like, okay, my feet remember where to go. She was, she was back in action. So, and you're a Libra. No embarrassment is allowed. No, no bad spell. And that's also like a Latina. Well, let me not speak for all of Latin America, but. My family in Puerto Rico, they get mad when they see people like uh, bare feet at wedding receptions mm-hmm. or at dances. And they're like, that's disgusting. And you're a quitter. Like, oh, I hate seeing people like that in the club or like at a party. Why yes. are your shoes off? This is yes. disgusting. Yeah. So it's like highly unacceptable in my family. So I just make sure I always buy shoes that I can walk in because it's not going to happen unless there's like a place where I can grab my sneakers or like a pair of sandals or something, but no bare feet. I and have a couple pairs of heels that are we, very uncomfortable. We left relatively early because like, again, we were just kind of like the three remainder, remaining people from high school at the wedding. So it was kind of like a lot of, you know. They were all, we, everyone else is dead from the high school? I'm just kidding. You're like the oh! three remaining people. <laughs> the three died. remaining people, everyone else died. <laughs> but it was kind of wild. We we're like, oh, so we made it. Like, that's a big deal. Um, Cause I knew, I was like, I know like he didn't talk to like a lot of certain people that I know, um, but he was like always very friendly and stuff. And you know, dudes are different too. So it is what it is. But I think he had like a lot more of like his college frat brothers and his, um, what's it called? Law school, fr- like, you know, when you have friends from too many eras, so it's like, you cannot be inviting a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And then the two people that I was with, they were like, ask me about certain people from high school. And like, if it was somebody that I know to this day, I'd be like, oh, they're, you know, they have a kid or they're doing this or whatever. And they're like, you always know the gossip, Ruby. And I'm like, it's not gossip. These are my friends. Like, <laughs> it's called maintaining a relationship with it's people. Not gossip. <laughs> you know, all the tea. This isn't tea. This is real life. Well, it this was just reality. Like, I was telling them about like my actual best friends. Yeah. And they're like, how do you know about that person? I was like, that's my friend. Like, especially to the one person I was like you are not my friend so right. that's, I don't know shit about you I was like these are this is not gossip this is <laughs> my friend like I people are weird they're always like why do you know everything's like because I talk to people because like I am a human being not an ATM machine like I worry for society a lot when I encounter these types of people yeah tis what it is but yeah it was it was bomb I she looked great, guys. I had a little too much, little much TP, a little too much to kill pineapple. Um, but you know what? That's why I got a hotel room across the street. So I you know what? In my older age, I used to do like tequila pineapples, like a lot of margaritas, which I still love a margarita. But in oh, my older age, in my older age, I'm really, I really love a tequila soda with lemons. So I just do like a Casamigos or a silver tequila with soda water. And then I squeeze a couple of lemon slices in it. You don't taste the tequila and you wake up refreshed because the soda water and the lemons rehydrated you as you were drinking and we're like uh, detoxing so the liquor the out of you. I thought the artificial pineapple juice was cleansing my system. My bad. <laughs> 
I always give myself that fake grace. I'm like, well, it's pineapple juice. So it's like detoxing. It's from juice. Women. Even <laughs> though it's like my... the one the hand that's like. I'm getting the fruit off of the fruit pyramid. I mean, <laughs> not off the fruit pyramid. <laughs> Shout out to the fruit pyramid. <laughs> Chaotic. Chaotic. Oh, um, nice. But I love a fresh mark, like not a, you know, not frozen and not mm-hmm. like hella sugary or hella sour. Like there's a place here where I live where I went for my birthday dinner on Friday too. And they're just so good. Like they're just so fresh and just perfect balance. And I could have like 20 of them. Or it's like that fresh, like sweet and sour and like the fresh lime juice. Yeah, like I feel like they just use like really good ingredients. So yeah. everything just is like, and it's balanced because it has to be like equal parts of each, like sweet, sour, tequila. Right. They offer sugar on the rim for some people, and I'm like, eh, no. I'm a either sugar or no rim because I don't like the salt most of the time. I'll do it every oh, now and salt. then if I'm feeling like an adult, but I love a blood <laughs> orange margarita. Oh, see, that's more adult than me. I don't do those. Well, like you see that. Johnny Johnny June has this huge bar of liquor, so well, someone had to get some chasers. Like a a or blood orange moonshine, so I need to learn. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, we know that like ultimately I'm a wine queen, but like you can't always be doing wine at night if you're out because you want to stay awake. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has a history of falling asleep in public, we can't do we can't do wine. Or too much wine will it. sneak up on you. It's like you're sleepy at first. And then if you stay up longer enough, you're like drunk to the point of too drunk because you try to drink enough wine to overcome the sleepiness. And then it just like hits you like an edible. Oh, okay. out of nowhere. I've heard. Allegedly. No, well, Allegedly. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm just like, will always drink because I'm at, but I have obviously know a lot of people who do. And they always talk about like how you have to be like, again, reasons I don't experiment because I'm an impatient person. So I know that I would be like, oh, this edible is not hitting. Let me take a second gummy and then be down the pipes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, um, I've already heard that like you have to pace yourself with that stuff. Oh, yeah. And this was like the year after we graduated or after I graduated. I think you graduated the year before me in college. Like the year after I graduated, I worked at a law firm, which hilarious. (laughs) But um, a lot of people at that law firm Anyway, I won't say that. I won't out anybody. Anyway, so. <laughs> this is not other people's business. <laughs> so, you know, it's just interesting how, and this is for uh, like a lot of now. Fortune 500 companies, Wall Street. How many people do drugs that you w- would have no idea do drugs and like mm-hmm. are like coked up at the middle of the day? But anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, society. One of my friends from the job, we were like just chilling, drinking wine and someone brings some edible cookies. And I'm like, oh, I can like I can handle like eating like three of those. I ate three cookies and I left to go to my friend's house. And mind you, it was maybe like and this was on I think it was on Monument. So it wasn't that far. Like I literally maybe was going 10 minutes and I end up circling around the block for like a half an hour or 45 like long uh, maybe long enough at half an hour my friend's like you're like, friend's like where the fuck are lonely. you <laughs> like where the fuck are you I'm like i'm coming and i'm just <laughs> in the block and he says that i like took my car and parked in the middle of the street and was just like i can't do this anymore <laughs> just got out and went yeah. upstairs and why is that you though and i'm supposed to be party like you know having fun with my friends and they said i just walk up get on the big this big bean bag and just like fall asleep 
and then I they can't. took me home and I was like puking outside and yeah I had oh, way too many edibles is, I, I always have like visceral reaction I hate oh puking. yeah I had way too many edibles like I learned my lesson from that and was like okay yeah 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 that's how I used to be with like taking shots too um something I don't do anymore <laughs> because I would be like well I don't feel it already even though it's been like 30 seconds and then you're like gotta keep going and then it's like oh oh it's that stupid um tiktok where they're like oh no oh <laughs> no literally like the or that one video of the guy from the simpsons yeah. and he's on the bus and he's like i'm in danger <laughs> <laughs> that's me for all of 2011 <laughs> absolutely that happens when i'm with my friends and like we're with a you know like we run into a group of guys that you know we don't know or we know and we're like <clears throat> either way we're getting free drinks but anyway, so they're like, oh, let's take a shot. And we're like, all right, cool. And they're like, all right, let's take another one. It's like, all right. And they're like, all right, let's take another one. I'm like, all right, I got this. I can handle this. And then at the end of the night, I'm like 15 shots in deep. And I wake up like, what the fuck? And I'm like hurt for three days. Yeah. I just, I just haven't anymore. I don't think, I'm trying to remember. I think the last time I took a shot and I'm just like weirdly good with dates. I think it was like August, 2020. I was at like a birthday. That was your last and- date? No, like my last time taking a shot. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, sorry. I just meant like I'm good with dates. Like I can remember like the first day of college or like graduate. Like I'm just, I have a good memory of certain concerts and stuff. Have you been on a date this year? Speaking of. I don't mean to out you. We can always edit this out. No, you can just for my own. Your mystery man is coming up. Okay. okay? This like mystery man story that I created. He's coming. Okay. I feel it in my bones. a goal. I feel no. I'm manifesting this for Ruby. Okay. I visualize, I visualize this elevator conversation and this like date during pan- the pandemic. She has not been on dates because she didn't want to die of Corona. Like I was already concerned about people being riddled with disease pre pandemic. And then people are just like trying to get it in so badly that they're like, yeah, let's get this life threatening virus in the meantime. I'm like, no, no. Like I work in a field in which I cannot agree with this. So, but this year, you I've know, that's wax. And ready to be still be cautious, but give it a yeah. try. With a handsome man that's, that's in the elevator that happens to be like a doctor or something or a lawyer. I don't know. I can't remember what profession I gave him, but um, yeah. we'll think about that for 2022. I'm like too tired from this year. He's in like, epi- what is epidemiology? That just sounds good. Um, I mean, that's a version of public health. Like that's the people who track how disease like spreads. Okay, yeah. He's like so an epidem- all the math. epidemiologist or however you say it. Epidemiologist. You're yeah. pretty close. D instead of de. But you're very good. Much better than some people who work in the field. Thanks. But um, we call it like a disease detective. So like when Corona started, those are the people who say, okay, where can we trace it back to? They're the ones who kind of teach you about contract contact tracing um, they're the ones who are pulling all the stats of like how many cases there are, who did this. So they do all of that material and, and an effort to like reduce transmission of a disease. Okay. Well, as, as uh, we get more, you know, seasoned in this podcast game and as people go back and listen to these episodes, if you're listening to this and you know, an epidemiologist, did I say that right? Epi- yeah. yeah you did. Epidemiologist <laughs> or someone in public health in who is very clean and they keep their house clean and they're like <laughs> but they're not ocd like there there are levels okay there's a fine line between clean and ocd which no offense to the two people that, that are ocd but we don't want to bring that stress into ruby's life 
there's enough going on. So anyway, if you know anybody, please. Someone clean and calm. How about that? Yeah. Please like email us or reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. Our information is- This is not Billboard Dad, India. Our information is now in the- in the bio section of both Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you're able to reach us. Please let us know. The end. Wow. I love how that's like the smoothest you've ever done a segment <laughs> for this advertisement. Yes. Billboard dad style. Thanks, fam. I guess that means we should start talking about the show. If yeah, we're devolving into the manifestations of the new moon. <laughs> Happy new moon in Libra, everybody. Um, so we're going to talk about Potomac, Salt Lake City, Below Deck Med. I don't know if you watched Bachelor in Paradise, India, but I did. I can five minutes summarize how ridiculous that was. Yeah. All right. So let's go into Potomac first. We're going to the much lauded tourist global destination of the Eastern Shore, (laughs) AKA a stone's throw from where we also grew up. One of our listeners told me that she's learned a lot about Virginia through our podcast. Wow. Educating, educating the masses. (laughs) We stand for house rock (laughs) for entrepreneurs. We stand for education. Y'all that is the pillars of pop of color. (laughs) Real housewife rock. Okay. Stop it. (laughs) I'm just a bill. (laughs) Oh God, the references. Okay, so we do like one of those like classic scenarios where everyone's taking their time packing. Um, Mia's packing and her kid is like, are you leaving for a thousand days? Cause she pulls out like one of those big ass suitcases and then they start, the kid starts crying. And I immediately was like, I can't relate to this. My parents had no money, so they never went anywhere without me. And therefore like I, once they did eventually, like when I was an adult, I was like, Bye guys. Have a great time anywhere else. So oh, I always cry with my mom. Like, really- I thought that she was gonna die. Well, two types of people out there, y'all. And I would get homesick for her even when she was gone. Or not when she was gone. Not even when she was gone, but I would get homesick and she would like buy me a teddy bear or something like here, just think of me. And I cannot lie. Even in my old ass age, I asked my mom, I was missing my mom during the pandemic. And I was like, can you Aww. mail me one of your t-shirts that smells like you? And so she oh, mailed me so a t-shirt sweet. that smells like her. And she put like, love mom, the inside of it. Yeah, I still have oh. During the pandemic, my mom mailed me a glove of mine and a Powerball ticket she bought when she was here months ago. <laughs> Did it, was it worth some money? Different, different love languages, you know? <laughs> my mom is wild she'll send me like she'll send me she buys me clothes that i don't like i think we've discussed this before she buys me clothes that i don't like so i'm coming when i see them for christmas i'm bringing the clothes because i can't return them uh so i'm going to bring her that as a christmas present and then what's the other thing she said and then she'll do something like she'll send me like one time she sent me like a car like a gift card you know like one of those visa gift cards a pack of underwear and um a pack of surgical disposable masks and then like a few like single dollar bills i'm like i don't know what message we're trying to send i'd be like (laughs) stripping during covid like what are we doing 
So you want me? Uh, she, your mom? Ew. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to think that your mom was thinking that. But she's like, if you're gonna have sex, at least do it safely with these surgical masks, new underwear, and exactly. a few dollar bills, just in case you need to pay him. Yeah, unless you need to pay him to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> pay the stalker to leave once you realize he's turned. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how her brain works. I don't. I don't know. But anywho. Then she start, Mia starts talking to Gordon about the trip, and she's like, it's a couple's trip. And he was like, a couple's trip? And you could just tell he was not into the idea. Like, I feel like this is all husbands, because my dad is the same way. Like, Gordon is not into the couple's trip idea at all, because it's like, women always think that's going to be a good idea if they're friends, but then if the spouses aren't friends with each other, it's kind of like more of a pain to be polite. So I think Married to Medicine always does a good job with a couple's trip because it actually seems like the husbands are friends as well. But right. this one's going to be a little awkward because they're not friends. And but Gordon is ready to let loose. Oh, G Money Thornton made his mark this week. We'll get to that because he made something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And then we see Asha go over to Robin's house. This is like before the trip and it was shady those editors showed robin's like burnt ass teapot like three times when she was serving ashley i know and i have written down that tea kettle needs to be thrown out child (laughs) (laughs) she can't she's over budget on the new house listen i know a 20 dollar tea kettle it's just keep it off camera that's all you gotta do or just get, and you know, true, upgrade to an electric. Or get an electric tea kettle. I'm That's electric. what I, oh my gosh, we just said the same thing. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh yeah, see yours, and it matches the R. Yeah, I'm like Candace. I have the red, black, and white <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Except yeah, no, this not. Oh, mine is, oh, well, mine isn't red. We just have a lot of blacks and whites and golds, which. Yeah, this is like actually like a chocolate brown. And then I have the red, and then I have like, um the kitchen mats are like neutral but then have a red border because i was like i just need something with a color yeah in here and but then, yes an but electric key to <laughs> electric what did i just well, tea kettle? an electric tea kettle will change your life because i bought one this year and i love it it's just oh yeah much more simple and i hate the whistling of a tea kettle true my mom bought me that one when i up from my first job for stress quote end quote and so people had like lots of sticky fingers at my first job. So I literally have a label maker and it says prop pretty She froze. I was sharing. You froze for a second. Um, anyway, I think we I got the gist. Okay, yeah. Forever because I'm rickety and live in a building with a million people. It says your con- internet connection's unstable. So it's the risk we run until we're big money Thorntons ourselves. <laughs> big money. Um, At least your building has like internet like available to everyone. Yeah, you like don't it's see that in our um, utilities and whatnot. Yeah, you don't see so, that a lot. Ashley comes to see Robin and is like, "Are you coming to the trip?" And I was weak because like Ashley was like trying to sell Robin on coming, but it was so that she wouldn't have to be by herself because she doesn't have any like close pals on this trip. Like Karen is her close pal on this right. trip. So are dark. And then um, they like flash to Giselle's like, res- well, I was like, is it a question? We'll talk about like the end of the episode and the preview for next week. But to me, I was like, is it a question whether they're coming? Because uh, Robin said, enjoy your trip. 
if I said, enjoy the trip, that means I'm not going to be a part of it. And then Giselle sent some long ass answer and she read it to her hairdresser and she's like, and send. And he was like, wait, you hit send already? And like, we should have been talking through the feedback <laughs> on your message. I love Giselle's, you know, sense of commitment at all times. What is Giselle sign again? Virgo. Well, she just had a birthday. Okay. She's a Virgo through and through. I'm not Virgos, so I I can't really say much. I mean, Beyonce is a Virgo with lots of Libra placements. Yeah. Oh, and then Wendy's packing, and she says she's packing nothing but positivity. And I have said lies. Right. And then lies of Manelli. I didn't understand because Giselle sent that text, and then Robin sent one back, sent one as well, which I can't remember what they said. But then Wendy's like, you know, I just want this trip to be in, like about peace. And I'm like, you can't call, can't be mean to them during the event and say like, oh, your suitcase is invited. Like Juan's basically not invited and then yeah. call for peace. Like that's not how that works. So that's- I don't blame either of them for not wanting to go. Yeah. It's like, you're not making us feel welcome. So why would we go if we're not legally required to? Right. So I agree. And so then Ashley goes to pick up Karen and I was weak because Karen was like, Ashley's a new mom. I'm trying to give her time. I'm like, no, Ashley's late because she's a Gemini. That's all I can think in my head because I love Gemini's all my best, like most of my best friends are. I said all my best friends once and someone was like, oh, well, I'm not that. And I'm like, it's a figure of speech. Wait, didn't Ashley come to Karen's house? Yeah, she went to go pick her up, but she was late. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then I could tell Ray was like, when... Karen was like, Robin and Juan aren't going. Michael's not going. Ray was like, oh, fuck. I have to go be nice to new people because he's already friends with like Juan and Michael, whether or not he wants to be. So he was just like, shit. Right. I'll come tomorrow. I was weak at Ray taking the bag to the car and being like, ciao. You <laughs> <laughs> just like exhale, like, no, ciao. Love when Ash offered and Karen said, no, no, you're a new mom. He's like, no, she can carry him. She can carry him. Like, she's ready to put her. To work. He's so old. Sorry, I'm not an ageist on this podcast, but such an old but he, man. Yeah, because old men just like they they don't have tolerance after a certain age. And also <laughs> Ashley having the family picture and being like, Michael says hi. And Karen and Ray's faces being like, okay, this is weird. That picture is so creepy. I don't, I know, like, I'm sure it's a trend. You know, when there's just like, when I say housewife, I don't mean the show. I mean like the world, like America. You know how, like, there's always trends amongst, like, women who, like, are just, like, not just stay-at-home moms, but just moms in general. There's always, like, a thing, right? So, like, they do, like, a bunch of them did photography for a few years. Like, everyone became a photographer. And, like, only 10% of them lasted. Or, like, everyone sold LuLaRoe. Go watch the, the documentary. You know, like, everyone goes through these phases of all doing the same things. I feel like I've seen those canvas print things with no frames around a lot, and I don't like them. I like get a frame. I feel like it just looks bare and poor. Yeah, just get a frame. Yeah. To put around it, at least. Get a regular picture and put a nice black or wooden frame around it. But I'm like, did she literally print that just to have on the trip? Because that's insane. I think she's acting like she did, but I think it's probably like from the house. She's got a set, like doing like that new family photo shoot thing. And like hasn't decided where she's gonna hang 
yeah oh, i'll just take it on this trip for like a shtick like when brian went on oc brought like her little chalkboard and the editors tried to edit it out of the show as much as possible right but she can't edit all that bullshit out unfortunately yeah i was wondering if michael like michael has not been doing any like group appearances really and i'm wondering if it's like he's choosing not to because of all of the feedback or if literary productions like not wanting him on the show as much as possible like that's the agreement is like i wrote that at first and then i deleted it i deleted it because then i remember that he was at karen and ray's like wedding and then i'm like okay well that was at the end so you're making good good point i'm like i wonder if they're like all right well you can come to certain things like the season finale you've got to be there but you don't have to be here like you can do your solo stuff with ashley and that's it because you cannot be trusted yeah but they don't even let him go to a fucking trip thank goodness him and him with g money thornton would have been too much oh god we'll get to that i was just like they would have been best friends yeah i wrote actually with a family pick ray quote wow (laughs) (laughs) because it was so funny the way they both looked at her like all right yeah and also it's like also generational it's just like people our age and now people younger than us like you know shit just gets more ridiculous every time like people would be like this is cute and people are like no you don't need that like this is so um superfluous like it's not something required like chill out stop right now quotes by scrubs stop right now thank you very much i need somebody with a human touch hey you always on the run gotta blow it down baby baby, gotta have some fun get it and that was a musical interlude no not by candace dillard bassett but by our own india (laughs) i know what heals the heart Oh shit! I was like, what did she say? <laughs> I love that you made her sound like um, who sings that song? What a wonderful world! Louis Armstrong? No, I made that up. Hold on. I think that what? Um... Well, you sound like that man. I think that was Louis Armstrong. Oh, yes. I tried to put a little bass into like a like a Mary J. Blige, like <laughs> yeah. Candace like a, those. You were giving us. <laughs> fighter but it came out a little louis armstrong yeah it did sorry guys what a wonderful world it's like really (laughs) (laughs) i can't not tonight um so then i think wendy and eddie get to the house the house was cute i mean like it looks like just one of those big ass houses in virginia where like someone's rich you know what i mean like we've you and i have seen that before yeah it didn't look like anything out of the ordinary um and then Gordon and Mia arrive and they're like where's the staff and I'm like it's a pandemic that's my favorite phrase you already know I say it like 30 times every episode we're in a pandemic <laughs> what the fuck are there going to be staff and valet that's a peak bay and it's oh. a normal couples trip this isn't um a resort yeah like valet? yeah you guys aren't that rich you know like, like you're you got new money and yeah. I guess g money old money G money, you guys got G money, okay? But no they one got- is above like just it, taking your bags. Just about. A lot of like trying to flex. Like I feel like they're just trying to act like they're very 
And maybe they are, but when you have to say it out loud, it's just tacky. Mm-hmm. Because Kathy doesn't say it. She just gets someone to do it for her. And yeah. Then, and, like, you know, obviously there are cultural differences there, which I will not get into tonight. However, yeah, either way, I don't, if I need something done, I don't really ask or mention it. I just like do this uh, uh, noise and like I reach my hand out like I'm reaching for something. And then whoever is there is like, oh, you need that? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, hey, um, would you mind helping me with something really quickly, please? And like my voice goes up hella octaves. And then I do like the vocal friend, like, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Like, this is the nicest thing. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I can't I wait to do friend. like really appreciate it. I can't wait to do like how all black moms do. I don't know if Puerto Rican moms do this, but it's like calling you when you're like in the middle of something upstairs, like, hey, hey, come downstairs. And like, what, 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 what do you need? Can you hand me the remote? And the remote's like on the couch, on the other side of the couch. It's like, can you hand me that I feel remote? Like that. I feel like I will be lazy as shit. And my mom used to yell at me about that kind of stuff. But I was weak when you said like your parents called for you and you said what? Because both of my parents, the white parent and the Puerto Rican parent, would be like, there is no what if we call you, come downstairs. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know like that this was a tiny prison. I thought you were my parents. <laughs> what? Why is this serious? <laughs> they, my dad used to always yell, don't what me. And I'm like, it's just an answer. Like, yeah, I'm pretty was, sure my dad used to say that also, too. He was raised very well. Like, I talked to my grandma regularly. I've been in the home he's been like he was fine so i don't know why i feel like it was the military got him you know they break him down to build him back up there so that boot camp hit hard and i think that's why he gets so don't what me because he's a little lieutenant training me but my mom she would also be like she just like come here now and then also i didn't understand like when i was little i didn't understand that i had like a multicultural household in some senses mm-hmm. so like you know always I was kind of like always defaulting to like the American side and so like when you watch tv or movies and there's like parents like scolding their kids they always hit you with the first middle name you know they'll be like John Glenn or whatever and people are like oh that means I'm in trouble my mom would be like Ruby Victoria and I'm like oh shit what did I do like and I'm just sitting there but later in life I like retrospectively and my mom also has like a harsh tone and the Spanish language can have a harsh tone sometimes right I I was just Vicky's tone um but when she would say like Ruby Victoria it was because in Latin American culture you just are always called by your first and middle name and so like and I was like well I don't have one of those Spanish names where it's like Juan Luis and so like I was like, I do not have a double name. So every time she called me by both names, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And I was like a really good kid. So shout out to me growing up with stress my whole life. I just realized that your middle name, like you're named after your mom. Yeah, it's like, it was my grandma's name and then it's my mom's middle name and that's my middle name. So That's so cute. Queen shit and all that. (laughs) Queen Victoria's. Right? I'm like, I have a pretty regal fucking name. Ruby Victoria. Don't mess. I've said too much about myself. Someone's gonna steal my identity. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is how my brain works. Back to Oh yeah, because she gave her social security number and everything. Yeah, it's one you two, guys missed four. it. We did it in Morse code. You have to listen very closely. <laughs> 
Um, circling back to the shots conversation, I literally wrote, I don't know how these people are taking shots now. I can't take shots since 2020. So clearly <laughs> my mind, but they were ripping the shots once I already got there. And I could just, I just like, ooh, I could just feel it. And I was like, I they were taking shots of vodka. I could not take shots of vodka. Well, some were taking disgusting. tequila, some were taking vodka. I think some were taking like whiskey shots too. Ugh. I can't do the the vodka shots. Ugh. I used to be able to do like a Jack Honey shot or something. But even saying it right now, I could just throw up all over this desk. Mm-hmm. And fireball. Not because I have, but too. just because I don't like that sensation anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not pleasant. I have to be in a really good mood to do like shots. I have to be like, my tongue has to be numb to do a shot. <laughs> Oh no, you know what I could do a shot of still, I think, but let's not test it until we really need to is fireball probably because of the flavor. Oh, I can't drink fireball anymore. That shit makes me like <laughs> want to vomit. I used to drink it so much when I worked at the bar. But I, I do it. like like shooters. Like I love a baby Guinness. Like it's like an espresso martini, but a shooter. Okay. okay and I love cool. obviously tequila. I'm like Lisa Barlow. Where's the Vita? Where's Vita? <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll get to me being a surprise Lisa Barlow fan this season because I was not what I saw for myself in 2021. Oh, I'm so glad that you've come to the dark side because I love yeah. Lisa Barlow. Yeah, I'm strictly a right a right couch person. I'll explain that. But when Gordon was like, you can hang with the big dogs or hang with the puppies on the porch or whatever it was, I was like, I'm a puppy. Ruby is a puppy happy on the porch. <laughs> She does not want to be with big dogs like you because you're creepy. See, my Capricorn-ness would be like, all right. Like I've done shot for shot with one of my ex's dads before. And that was really fun of tequila. I won. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... I'm like, the, the Libra in me is like, children need to compete. I'm in a competition with myself. I will <laughs> opt out. <laughs> like, that's me thinking I'm doing big shit. Hi, a mighty Libra. Have fun. <laughs> I'm above this. I'm here. You're here. Yeah, given Hella Kelly Ben Simone classic season two. I love a season two of pretty much any Housewives season. Come asleep! Oh my god, <laughs> I can't. And then I love it towards the end when he goes, "I'm not good." <laughs> I like after all those shots. That's when I find Wendy fun when she's like just like herself and honest and just like chill. Right. And then we have a break. They come back. They show like everybody else still arriving. And then they're like, it's sad Giselle and Robin aren't here. And they show Robin clipping her child's toenails and Giselle trying to pick up like a receipt on the floor. <laughs> and they're like, this is what they would rather do than come to the Eastern Shore. And Loki don't blame them. I don't know. I was then- weak at Ashley being like, you know, it's going to be a good time. Like, G is like Gordon is so chill and then it like flashes to Gordon like doing something insane Uh, (laughs) he was out of pocket (laughs) he was so out of pocket then Wendy keeps saying that it's the theme of the weekend is GVO good vibes only and she said it so many times and I was like what about every time you popped off this season was that good vibes okay zen wine zen wine I'm drinking wine zen win there was also like a moment where I just kind of felt like sad because I was like, this is probably the first season in the whole series that I was like, this is not as good as the others. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, 
it's still much better than most housewives but it was funny but this one gave me a little bit of a headache a little stale for once and so Hannah arrives and she's singing and I just wrote don't sing hello (laughs) we don't hello like she just always thinks that she's having a moment and then she also loves her off the shoulder blouse with denim that's clearly her signature that's her Steve Jobs uniform for the season and then Wendy's good and toasty and she gives us a high kick I felt that because I love Firstly, I just like dancing and being stupid in the first place, but give us a high kick when you're feeling flexible, you know? Also, Candace calling me uh, the Jolly Green Giant, I had to laugh. I had to cackle. <laughs> so bad. I'm so sick of her, though, because it's just like, she was on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago, and she's like, well, Andy, like, I'm, all of us do this to each other. It's not just me. So, but it, the difference is like, I feel like, the other women they'll throw like light shade at each other and like jest and it there's like a mutuality to it versus like she just like goes for the juggler you know what I mean or just like it her intent is malice and so because she has something wrong within her called her mother I also think that she sounds like I think she sounds very like matter of fact and very like polished when she says things that it can rub people the wrong way because it's like bitch like i think the way she says things is very like the tone is also like not reading the room but we'll get there because miss candace i just yeah i turned back on her yeah okay and then i was saying i need a gvo shot counter on top of everybody's heads remember like mm-hmm. how last week in that one trip they said like how many shots karen had right like i just needed like when they were standing in a group there i just needed to be able to assess the situation better so you could just have like a scala three wendy seven candace two you know gordon 78 like whatever the count was for each person so that you could just know because it's all relative right so like i just want to know where everybody was at um physiologically speaking Gordon was obviously the drunkest and him wanting to make it rain on Wendy I cannot when he yelled where the white women at I said this took a turn this took a turn Ah, he said he only likes the white girls in the strip club or Mia said that because I don't I don't know why this would ever make sense like G money being like well I only go to strip clubs because of Mia she's the one with the real interest and I'm like no way she just does it because she knows it's what you like. And maybe she well, likes it too. Implying, yeah, I'm, I think he's like implying like she enjoys it and I wouldn't mm. go as often or something. But just when he yelled, where are the white women? I said, don't say that in a room full of black women. Right. I'm like, oh. You don't have to say everything that comes. Listen, I tell people all the time. Because I talk, I'm like, I don't say what's wild is like my mom is like you don't keep anything to yourself and I said you know what the truth is I only say 20% of what I'm thinking if I said 100 I would have zero friends and family because I don't know why I'm like one of the most hypercritical people in the world so I always have like a you know thought about something but that doesn't mean I need to say it I mean I love a and now we've said it moment a nice Camille grammar moment I love it yeah but you say that you have to do that like periodically so it packs a punch right I mean if you're just always yep 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 then people are gonna be like you're always talking shit you're talking two sides on your mouth you know so but Candace. if you're like you know Kim oh I know like Camille that season she played it cool versus like her first season so then when she said what she said it was like and now we've said it you know 
because everybody else is talking too much. Yes, I wrote Gordon is dot 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 a lot. Michael would have yeah. been in good company. I said the hand motions. I can. I really wish we had seen that. Oh no no yeah I didn't even get into that because I was just like I don't have anything to say. It was all just <laughs> old and gross, you know, nasty. I'm not surprised. He seems like a very nice person. Culture speaking again, like I know a lot of men of his age bracket that talk in a certain way like that still or act a certain way like that. I was just like, unfortunately, I know men like this and I may be related to a few of them. Same. So I was like, "Mm, I know it, but I can't. What's wild is like Ashley at first was like, okay with it because it was just giving her Michael energy. But then there was a point where he said something and even she like her eyes bugged out and her Corona shook. You know what I mean? She was like, whoa. I think it's because he was like, you're so attractive or like he was just saying something about her. I don't remember. Yeah. Also, I hate I think it's super creepy when like there is again, like a couple's trip or like an adult party and like someone from another partnership like. You can compliment someone and say, like, you look really nice, but I don't know why people feel the need to, like, talk about how attractive another person who isn't part of your relationship is. Because there's, like, there's no point to it. You know what I mean? To, like, specifically use the word, like, you're attractive. Like, you're a beautiful woman or something. Like, why why did inappropriate like like you know what i'm saying like it's like oh i'm saying that so that they feel good about themselves why do you care how they feel about them like what you know what i mean like there's no point it's just inappropriate or couple them it'd be different if it like came up in the conversation of like you know i've just dealt with like insecurities and then both the wife and the husband you know like or if, it depends on like the night the, 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 the dynamics the same the same sex person but there's no oh by the way you're so attractive i'm sorry what yeah, it always gives like it just gives like uh, weird flirting energy Creep. that you don't. Yeah, my like, partner I'm... says I don't look at your friends like that. Like, cause I'm like, isn't she so pretty? He's like, I don't look at your friends like that. Like, they're your friends. Yeah, I don't well, pay attention if, to them like, in that you way. You ask, and they're like, yeah, she's pretty. But if they're like, that's an attract, you know what I mean? It's just like the level of interest, yeah. and again, like the initiative. Like, if he were to be like, damn, so and so is fine. You're like why are we talking about this keep it up here yeah that's weird like why do you need to share that or again like if you're at a party and they like just out of their way go to tell your friend that it's like that's odd it's even odder when it's like strangers like couple acquaintances you know what I mean it gives like a swinger vibe it just gives like a weird vibe that I don't like yeah OG money is I'm sure a swinger of all sorts um, and I said as like a very friendly person and sometimes like an inadvertently flirtatious person. Like if it's my friend's significant other, I'm like super friendly still, but I definitely like try to moderate like my, cause like my flirtation sometimes comes like out of humor and like joking with people. And so like, I try not to get too chummy chummy. Cause I'm like, that's not appropriate. Like right. there's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Like even Amber, I had to once say like, Ivan is really cute. And I was like, I hope it's okay. I said that. And she's like, Ruby, we've all known each other for the same amount of time. And then she's also like, yeah, that's why I date him. It's because yeah. he's cute. Oh, so, but I'm always like, I say, I think I said it like, I say this as a very platonic respectful way. And she's like, you're fine. And I'm like, still, I never, cause I like never want to be that creepy friend either. Right. Um, Candace said in reference to dream money where's that water and I laughed I will give Candace that and Chris was broken with him he was so weak he was just like hiding in the background because he was laughing so hard at Gordon I can't 
I just wrote, I hope there's Chinese food or something with all the shots. Because all I could think was like absorb all that alcohol, you guys. I, know. I was thinking like, where are the snacks? You guys should be eating snacks while you're drinking. Where are the snacks? Also, oh, yeah. Gordon and asking then- Chris for a loan because he's a white man and gets good interest rates. I cackled. Right. <laughs> he was out of time. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then um, trying to get Mia the car on in front of everybody. I was like, too much flex, too much flex. Mm-hmm. And Candace also compared him to Michael. And she wasn't wrong for once. So, but what I liked about this trip is like, because Karen and Ashley haven't gotten there yet, is like, we got a lot of good content. And maybe the editors did this intentionally, or maybe it was just like a nice coincidence. We had like the four newish people. Like I know Candace and Wendy aren't new, but like they're still like next gen of Potomac. So like they had to work, they had to like, they didn't have the shields of like Karen and Giselle to cover up like their dynamics. Like they had to create the dynamics and they had to all participate. So it was like a good entry into like what the future may look like with these youths, if you will. Yeah. And um, Karen arrives and says, I'm so ready for a nice time. I know. I put that too. <laughs> Karen, bless Karen. I felt like when they got there too, the girls, like, again, like, since it's like new gen and old gen, I felt like they were giving, like, they were so excited to see them. Like, I mean, they were also drunk. So they were doing that, like, ah! I'm not going to do the na- the like octave of the noise because yeah. it will break windows. But they were like squealing to the point where the men were concerned. And I feel like they were they were giving lots of like mom save us energy. <laughs> they were like we've been around too long, each other too long, and it's only been like three hours. Oh, and Karen is working those Shein sets because that's what that is, right? Those little I don't know outfits. What that is probably. You told me they were like the TikTok tights before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are definitely TikTok tights. I saw them on Amazon though. They're so ugly, and yeah. she has them in every color that has ever existed. I'm not a fan. And then we were doing the room picking, which I was confused because I was like, I thought they picked rooms as they were arriving, but apparently not. Um, and Mia said, put Candace in the dungeon. <laughs> oh. And then we had like the fight. And then eventually we have the fight between Candace and Mia. You might have better notes on it because I just didn't care about like quoting what was said, but basically like Mia was telling Candace she's had enough of her attitude candace said she's had enough of her talking about her mom and then you know said mean things about mia's mom and then lettuce was thrown at each other yeah because it started off like escala candace and wendy talking like privately about gordon and mia and then oh yeah when they were still in the when they were still in the room right and then mia came up and I guess Karen and Ashley were there at this point too, but then Mia came up and they like were talking. I don't remember everything, but yeah, yeah. I just know Candace takes it too far and she's like, G made it rain on you. And I am thinking, you know, it's like, okay, but you can't judge. And like call, saying like, where's your pimp? Where's your pimp? And it's, that's, you know, and obviously still like Wendy tries to tell Candace like, okay, like this is what Mia's past, but she doesn't even get to tell her because there's just way too much chaos going on. So then of yeah. course, Candace is throwing out the mom things. And then of course, Mia's like, I need to be around my rich friends, not these broke ass bitches. And I'm like, oh no. That's, yeah. So that's where the broke ass bitches is where like then Estala got involved and started mm-hmm. like trying classism, which was a little funny and when I mean funny I mean not funny but like peculiar 
considering last season, a lot of people's argument about Monique and Candace was an act of classism because like Monique was accused of being a hood rat and because she's not articulate quote in the same way as we said Candace is and all this stuff that like, that's why a lot of the backlash went on to her last season. So then for Mia to be classist against Candace, I was like, all right, all right. Calm down, yeah, Stella. I get, I get, here. yeah, but I mean, I get them being mad because it's like, okay, what, the, what did I do to you for you to say that like you and Candace yeah, have your own beef? Broke bitches rather than right. So keep that beef between you and Candace because I didn't do anything to you. So yeah. why are you bringing this into the entire group? But I don't agree with Candace. Well, when she said <laughs> Mia has big feet and then Mia said, God gave me these. And then Candace said, God made you basic too. And I cackled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Candace is good at the one-liners, but Candace also is just coming from such a place of insecurity. Like, Yeah, and, and I, think I just, Candace, a lot of I hate that Candace just goes too far and she just sees red and doesn't know what, what's going on. She's like, you started it like so i'm gonna finish and it's like that was your issue last season like that was monique's issue with you monique said probably those same things to you of like you started it so i'm it gonna literally finish. is just like an echo of last and season. karen's face was yeah. like a flashback of last year like ptsd like oh no we're karen was like this. not my fendi poncho again <laughs> like we're redoing for that fendi poncho <laughs> so stupid um yeah i agree it's just Candace like can't see outside of herself and she's always going to figure out a way to rationalize her it being okay for her to do that stuff she thinks it's okay to talk about Mia's mom because everyone came for her and her mom like in the early seasons with like the paying the house and all this but the difference is, is like you brought that dynamic with your mom into it and like gave that open season whereas I guess like Mia has brought her mom into it but Candace knows nothing about it yet, so she can't really speak on things that she hasn't seen. So they throw lettuce at each other, and it's ridiculous. And then we get a preview for next week. The Green Eye Bandits appear, and it was giving me, like, flashbacks to um, season one when, um, what's it called? They went to Bethany Beach to Ashley's house, and they had to stay in the twin beds. <laughs> and they were like, um, why are we in these children's beds? on a vacation because they were also trying to flex in season one as if they were rich when Robin was still hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. And then I also wrote for next week's preview, Candace needs more therapy. Like whatever she's doing, it's not working because she's like angry the whole season. And I say that as like angry as in someone trying to pick fights, not like trying to characterize someone as angry as a personality trait, but there's always those housewives like Tamara Judge in season nine mm-hmm. of OC or Dorinda in her last season of New York. Like if they're going through something tough in their personal life and that very, mo- very well may be true, they are just like looking to fight about anything in their season and take it out on people. So that was Potomac. You ready to head to the snowy Salt Lake City? I am. What I can say is I'm so annoyed or I get so, oh, never mind. Go ahead. It's fine. Um, I'm. I was expecting a package, and um, just delivery issues with Amazon, and I hate that. I know. I need to email my um leasing office because I was supposed to get a purse like two weeks ago, and it's not here. But I'm just a procrastinator. 
Sigh. Um, so we open to the ice fishing scenario again. And Lisa's trying to like mend whatever between Meredith and Jen. And all I remember is fucking Heather saying likes hurt. Like talking about likes on tweets. The whole dynamic is so weird where like season one, Jen and Heather are best friends and season one, Lisa and Meredith are best friends. But for some reason, Heather and Lisa who are mortal enemies season one are trying to befriend each other's best friends. So like Heather's obsessed with Meredith high key. Like Meredith is just using Heather for sure. And then Lisa and Jen are just kind of allies because everybody hates them. So just kind of peculiar. And then I was, I wrote, I would also ignore Whitney because like, and we'll get into it later in the episode. Whitney so desperately wants like Lisa to acknowledge her. It was giving me a lot of like Taylor Armstrong, Lisa Vanderpump and early Beverly Hills, where it was just like this young girl, like less established woman trying to get the approval of someone who she probably doesn't even like herself anyways. It's just so weird. Then Lisa takes the backpack to keep Jen from running away from the problem. And then Jen throws something in the air and because they're fishing, I thought she threw a worm across the ice, but apparently it was a diamond bracelet. So Lisa desperately went and dug for the diamond bracelet. But alas, a diamond bracelet is not a worm. News to me. And then Meredith is just very like microaggressive with like, I just heard Jen screaming for 40 minutes, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Meredith, you were screaming so loudly, your glasses popped off of your face. Right. So what are we doing here? Like, I think like, okay, I know Jen Shaw is allegedly a criminal. I know Jen Shaw yells a lot. I know Jen Shaw does not always make sense. But I like side with her in a weird way because I have this thing where like, sometimes I like the housewives who are the most like true to themselves, whether or not that's good or bad versus people who are creating a character in order to be more likable. Right. Like I used, like as much as I disagree with her on almost everything in real life, like I used to love Kelly Dodd on camera because she was being herself versus like Shannon Bedore was herself her first season. That's why we loved her. And then she just created a character around the things that we liked about her. Right. Which was annoying. So I'm not really into Meredith because Meredith is definitely trying to create a housewives character that does not exist. Then as per usual, we watch Mary filming alone because she hates everybody. And she is in a teal ass kitchen. Did you see that Robin's egg blue decoration? I was like, this is, this was like, you know, when we were little and we would watch trading spaces and the kids would like trade rooms and decorate the room for the other kid. Like that would be if you gave nine-year-old Ruby the like run of the house to decorate her own house. Like I would have made a Robin's egg blue kitchen when I was nine but not however the fuck old Mary is. Not this teal ass color. I saw Jojo Siwa was on MTV Cribs and her house looks so scary. You can't do drugs and sleep in that house. You would be, you would not know what was real. Did it look like a circus? It's like all rainbows, everything. And like she has in her primary bedroom, she literally has like canisters of like colored candy above her headboard like dispensers what if that what if the earthquake shook those open in the middle of the night and just like you got doused in your own candy trauma um we meet angie who's going to be a friend of this season and this other woman named sarah jane and 
per what I've learned from other Utah natives, they are like the definition of what Utah people look like, like just the fake blonde and the surgical faces and all of that stuff. Like Angie and Sarah Jane are just like the Utah prototype for sure. I didn't believe shit when they were talking about like all their fast food addictions. I was like, babies, either you have all the money for like the liposuction and procedures or you're lying because no one eats that much. Like I'm at, I love KFC. I love Chick-fil-A. I love Del Taco. Like stop. I also had KFC yesterday and um, a Chick-fil-A salad today. So the irony of that was, um, did not. Yeah. But they just made it sound like that's all that they eat. Like, yeah, no, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like they just make it seem like morning, noon and night. And if so, they're going to kill their children. Yeah. And Angie's like, it's either fast food or fasting or not fasting with like juice. Oh yeah. And And I just hate when people promote that. Like, it's just so again, like, yeah, I was going to say, we also have like a very biased perspective in that we're like, we're very into wellness and public health and all this stuff. So we know that like, all you're doing is harming your system biologically by going to such extremes back and forth constantly. And also you can't like out fast the processed diet. Like it will be in your body forever. People are morons. Um, I loved Lisa like immediately coming for Angie and Whitney in the confessional and she's like, oh my God, we're cousins. Let's be best friends. And then um, her saying with her friends when they were talking about like the casino party or whatever. And uh, Lisa cited her Sagittarius and she's like, I'm a Sag, I need my fun. I was like, oh my God, stop. We love the references. Oh, and then Mary does her teal kitchen and her son comes out and he like looks at her. Her son cannot like string more than three words together. I'm like, is he a mute? Like, I don't get it. Hung up with Mary and Robert Sr. so bad that like he just doesn't like he truly doesn't engage. Meredith is a fake disengager. Robert Jr. Really doesn't engage at all. He doesn't engage with his own parents. He's just like, I'm not speaking today. And then Mary comes over to, um, no, Meredith comes over to Mary's house and they just complain about Jen some more while Meredith has a red ass face from a vampire facial. And I went, this is embarrassing. But they literally talked about nothing. And then we get Angie and Whitney getting lunch together. And they're like sudden new BFFs because they were at a party and found out that they have the same triple great grandfather. And they wore like what a jacket or something the same like it was something really minimal and they're like it's because we're cousins and i was like okay but i do feel whitney about doing the genetic testing before she would go on a date with anyone because right. my grandfather was not the first but he was one of 12 full siblings and then another 12 half siblings so 24 in total it did too the entire island of Puerto Rico. So no go. I think I can feel it in my bones when I go there. You know how they say like your pheromones will tell you who you're related to. <laughs> I feel like that's why I like, see people and I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not for me because we're probably 27th cousins <laughs> thrice removed. Our kid may have a sixth toe and that's a no go. Yeah, exactly. I did not mean to rhyme people. Yeah. Um, like Whitney said something about being like, that's what happens when your family's a Mormon pioneer. And I was like, are my family Puerto Rican pioneers? Or there was just a fuck ton of them. It's the latter. They're not pioneers. 
And we'll get into what I saw on social media today, but in my good instincts on Sunday evening, I wrote, I don't trust Angie because she's been friends with Lisa for 20 years, but then trust Whitney's quote experience with Lisa of the past two years. Like if you were, we've been friends for a long time, India, actually we've been friends, let's say based on when you started college, if I met you then like at least 11 or 12 years, I know we're close to 20. I know it's really wild. And it was like, okay, that's how old we are. But, but like, again, like if we were in our forties, we'd have the same thing of being like 20 years of friendship. But like, if you and I have been friends that long and then you meet some bitch that I already don't like, and you know how I am with people I don't like, there's no saving them. Uh, Why would you trust this new person that you just met over me? I would also be concerned. Yeah. And I just don't like, I mean, we'll get there. Cause I honestly wrote while I was watching the, or yeah, while I was watching this, I'm like, will there be an issue that arises between Lisa and Angie? And I said, oh, yeah. I predict yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that Whitney thinks she's smart as shit. Let me tell you that. I mm-hmm. completely turn on Whitney. Season one, I liked Whitney. Cause I was like, oh, you're kind of like a comic relief character. You're pretty easygoing, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize how badly she needed to be like approved and validated by everybody. Like oh, she she's just so annoying. That she likes her all the time. And I like, she lost me in the reunion when she like, wasn't acknowledging like that everyone's a little bit racist. And this is just like a part of our reality. Like she was in hella denial. And then knowing her friend was at the insurrection, just like kind of sealed that in a bow of I'm not interested in this person for me. And therefore um, Whitney was like, do you think it's a coincidence that five hours after she finds out Angie and I are friends, the caterers cancel on Angie? Ma'am, nothing works that quickly. Like people don't go to action in five hours over something like that. And, and Lisa's hmm. also got a lot more polished than Whitney. So she would, if she was going to fuck something up, she would know how to cover her tracks. Right. And they wouldn't mention Lisa in the thing. Exactly. And then we go to the casino night, which I feel like is a great early housewife season theme because it's like a good, like, we're all dressing up. We are all, it gives you the fake effect of it being ritzy, even if it's cheap as fuck. Um, And it just seems like a great catalyst for drama for whatever reason to have the theme parties. Um, Everybody was dressed pretty terribly because again, they're from Utah. But I thought Jen's hair looked really nice. And then whatever outfit she ended up choosing, because it wasn't the same that she was using, like looking at in the closet, I thought she looked the cutest out of everybody on the cast. Um, Mary looked like Mary, aka like Diana Ross probably dresses now. Um, Lisa's like whatever curly hair looked terrible. Oh, Meredith also looked really good too. Because I usually don't like Meredith's looks because they seem like too like... um, like not thought out, you know what I mean? Like a, a yeah. stylist she pulled it for her or she just pulled it out of a magazine. But Meredith and Jen both looked really good, which was interesting because they're kind of both vying for like Queen B energy. Yeah, I definitely said that. I was like, Meredith's black dress was bomb. Whitney's pink jumper, meh. Mary's gold <laughs> or whatever color that was. I'm like, I guess that's cute for her age. I don't know. Um, oh. Age appropriate. I would say it's age appropriate. She her thing, she was wearing, I think, like a mint green glitter thing. And then yeah. she had the bag and it didn't match. And I was like, Yeah, no, is- it was too much. Jen's black pantsuit, I said that was great. Heather's purple sequins jumpsuit, 
no. Lisa's gold top with the le- with the red leather skirt. I said that was cute, but it wasn't yeah, as dressy as it. Them. Yeah, it wasn't as dressy as the other girls, but I liked it. Jenny's red sequins dress, I said it was cute, wasn't my fave. And then Angie's gold and black cutout dress, meh. Yeah. All the yeah, sequins. Angie- it was too much sequins. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, because again, they're just like not exposed to a lot of nice things. So like their barometer for taste is quite limited. And then they had like the weirdest fucking camera angles when everybody was coming in as if it was like paparazzi or undercover or something. It was like click, click, click. And it was just like under angles. So like I had a hard time seeing people's like head to toe looks, which pissed me off. Like I always need to see what the actual fashion looks like. But I thought Jenny and Whitney looked insane. Like Whitney's just did not scream casino or 70s to me at all. It was like a cute jumpsuit, but it was not on theme for anything. And then... um what's her name like when they were getting ready Meredith was doing like this weird whisper talk to her husband they just creep me out like the fact that they're just trying to convince us they don't hate each other is making me suffer because they're just being creepy and then Whitney is so desperate for Lisa to acknowledge her because like Lisa arrives and hugs Jenny but kind of walks right past Whitney which I personally loved as a passive aggressive dig and then Whitney so badly is like just trying to get camera time. So she's like, Mary, let's climb you over the banister when Jen arrives. But Mary can't like even walk 10 feet in front of herself. So Whitney just does it for attention. And then her little kooka is on Angie's banister. And I said, not appropriate. Don't put your treasure box on people's furniture. It's not necessary. Oh, and then, yeah, she's just desperate for Lisa, which is just going to make her want to ignore her more. And then Seth was giving me G Money Thornton energy when he told Heather that he never noticed how good her breasts were. Disgusting. Again, yeah. unsolicited. Didn't need that. Didn't need that at Didn't all. Didn't need that. Yeah. Also, Jen saying words of wisdom instead of the Ten Commandments. I'm like, does she mean the Ten Commandments? Well, maybe Mormons say do that. Do they? They might have another book. I don't know. I don't read up on them. Jen was hilarious, though. She always has, like, a good singer about the culture and the religion. Oh, they do. Word of Wisdom, the Church See? of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They got God has revealed the Word of Wisdom as a commandment for physical and spiritual benefit of his children. All right. Yeah. I like that we learn about Angie's family and they have a transgender child because, obviously, that's, like, very rare in right. their community, or at least to acknowledge it. And then she goes, she changes her whole outfit for her confrontation with Lisa, which is another sign to me that like she came here, like setting her up. And then um, Jen Jen got pulled into the argument. So like, Angie's like, Lisa, I need to talk to you. And then like accuses Lisa of like sabotaging the party by canceling her caterers because she's friends with Whitney. And Lisa is so upset that she pulls Meredith and Jen to defend her because those are her two closest friends, right? And Jen does not know what she's getting pulled for. And she has zero interest because it's not her fight. Like she literally just sat there and just stared at them. And I love that she was like, at least when I fight, you know what I'm fighting about. And the flashbacks (laughs) of like, I'm throwing a glass. I'm yelling about your marriage. I'm like, that's why I love her. Cause she's just self-aware. You know what I mean? She's not going to lie to you. She's going to be like, yeah, I'm fucking nuts. So you'll know why I'm yelling at someone. Cause she did not know what was happening there. Oh no. And, also, she, and Angie was doing was like, mm. like hinting at things instead of just saying 
what it was, which was stupid as well. Um, I love Whitney came in with no one inviting her and Lisa just literally looked at her and was like, Whitney, why are you here? <laughs> like she has complete disregard for Whitney, but it was definitely very, you could just feel the energy of like Whitney and Angie setting that up for Lisa. For sure. And I don't fuck with that. Like that's a very strong word, but Angie's so two-faced and I don't fuck with that. Because you don't sit there, if you're friends with two different people, I think that Lisa is a great example of how you do things when you're friends with people who aren't friends. You try, mm-hmm. like, you listen to each of their sides, you know that you're obviously better friends with one of them, but you want them to figure it out. Whereas Angie goes back and tells Whitney everything that Lisa told her. And it's like, what type of friendship mm-hmm. is that? I was just about to say that. Like, you can be friends with two people who don't like each other. And you can even mediate a conflict between them. But what you do is that you do not say what the other one has said. You might like help influence them towards a path that you know would be favorable to the other friend based on like how they said the conflict would be resolved. But you don't explicitly say, yeah, she said that you need to apologize or she said that blah, blah, blah about you. Right. Like listen and you're supportive and you're like, "Uh, you know, I've got no fight in this. Like you're both wrong or you both need to do this. Because most of the time when you have two friends who are both your friend and they're fighting because they're friends, there's usually like a middle ground. Like it's kind of like neither person is wrong or both people are wrong. It's very rarely that like one person is wrong because otherwise like you wouldn't be friends with one of those people in the first place. You would just not mess with them in the first place. So I think Lisa does a really good job. I think one of my other things was Whitney was like, would you like me to leave? And Lisa was like, yeah. I would. Like, Lisa does not fuck around with anybody. I like, was so around. weak at that. Whitney, why are you in here? <laughs> and then when she said, would you like me to leave me? She goes, yes, yes, I would. And But I do like Lisa told Andy, she said, come to me about me and keep confidences. But it was also like, I was laughing the whole scene because of the way Lisa just talked so intensely and deeply. She's like, don't you keep confidences? Like, she just kept yelling like all these weird little phrases like isolated from each other also i'm like why was angie's husband in there let women be women like there's no need for you in here go back like like lenithia once said to peter stay out of women's business don't act like a bitch is that what she said you're (laughs) acting like a bitch (laughs) stay out of women's business stay out and then um i just wrote angie definitely sold lisa out to be on the show Mm -hmm. angie's definitely a backstabber and then for the preview, the only note I had was, why is Brooks a cast member? Get out of here. I know. Like, I was like, what in the world? screen time. If he's a little boy, which we know he's not, he's an adult, but if he's a little boy that we can't talk about, then keep him off the show. Exactly. Enough. This isn't I'm Manhattan like, all right, long. they're meeting, whatever. And then Whitney and Lisa get together. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but now it's like he's trying to win her over, which is sketchy. And it's like, Angie, you could have been on the show pretty, kind of on your own because it's pretty much unheard of in housewife history for there to be like trans, you know, they're like, I feel like Bravo has really like extended like their palette when it comes to bringing up issues that aren't on TV, like on Family Karma and um, what's his name? The, the gay couple. Yeah. Ahmed. Is that what his name is? Amrit. Amrit. And like his... Um, while my brain is not working and, you know, like just bringing up different issues and bringing people into the bravo sphere that are yeah. a part of these different, to be more inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, Angie, you probably could have been on the show anyway because of your transgender child. Like, why mm-hmm. are you 
throwing your and friend under the bus. With Lisa, yeah. Oh, I could but, just sense it happening. I wrote, you know, during like their lunch, but even before that, I'm like, there's gonna be some issues that go on between Lisa and Angie. Like, oh yeah, I mean, and that happens a lot. Like, um, a lot of times, like you always see that the one, like whoever comes on to a new season of Housewives, like they end up betraying the person who brought them on. Almost always, like Brandy Glanville betrayed mm-hmm. Adrian in favor of LVP. Um, Teddy, I think, ironically, was fake brought on by Dorit and then, like, became enemies with her right away because they did, like, baby music classes or some L.A. bullshit together. So, like, that always happens, that they always turn on the one that brought them in, which is wildly ironic. So the T I saw is, like, people were, you know, like, whatever these different, like, Bravo Instagram accounts were, like, posting screenshots of text messages or things that were being shared. And they were implying, like, they were supporting Angie and saying, like, Lisa did sabotage it. And then I'll send it to you because it's like too convoluted to explain, but basically um, it was exposed that like Angie was wrong and that it was true. The whole point is like, there is this couple who's friends with Lisa and they own both a catering company and a restaurant. And so Angie asked for them to cater this casino party. And they said, no, because we did that last season in the first season, I guess they catered something. And the business didn't get any promotion at all. So we're willing to, you could have the whole event in the restaurant because then we can at least like show the, you know, like front of the restaurant the name, but I can't do the catering. And she was like, well, what if we did this? And they said, no, we really can't. Um, And that's fine. Like that's their right for their business too. Um, And then the, that couple exposed her and said that she was trying to ask for everything to be for free for um, both events, like regardless of how it was. And then there was something about the filming was weird too because they put the scenes out of order. So apparently the casino party was actually the first event of the season. That was the first one filmed. And it was filmed like a week before the ice fishing. So oddly, you have the like ice fishing. I mean, you have the casino event with the confrontation with Lisa and Angie at the very beginning and like the whole Whitney situation. And then later you have the ice fishing where Lisa was also really cold to Whitney because she had just gotten into this discussion with Whitney. Oh, interesting. So editors do better with these timelines and stop fucking with us because people will find out the truth and then you look like assholes. Wow. I mean, team Lisa Lisa. was right. Whitney had their bad weather. Yeah trust them so and Whitney and I think that Mary brought up a good point because she basically gives Whitney a counseling session the next episode and it's like Whitney's like I just want to be accepted by her I don't know why and Mary's like sounds like you want to be her friend so it's like it is Whitney are you jealous of Lisa she's not yeah she's just like wants to be Lisa's friend and like for whatever reason Lisa wasn't and maybe it was just like the association association with Heather at first because she had a bad time with Heather but like you don't have to kumbaya and you also don't have to like point out like it was just super desperate how like the whole episode Whitney was like and there's there's Lisa ignoring me like and there I tried to talk to Lisa and she walked right past me hello my name is Whitney Rose oh yeah she was like it's Whitney fucking Rose get out of here yeah so I'm just sick of her I need her gone fire her (laughs) 
And it's, just, and it's just like you clearly is at least Heather's interesting on her own like heather grates me sometimes but she has a really good story and i do like her individual stuff yeah whitney's just annoying but and i'm just oh like okay gosh. whatever girl you just don't like lisa and either you and angie plotted against think, lisa or i think people like whitney gives me the kind of like wendy candace like insecure energy where it's just like they feel like they have to prove something. And then you have somebody like Lisa Barlow, who's like confident in herself, whether or not herself is like what we would all want to be. She's just like very secure and like has her own career and she's never dependent on her husband for stuff, you know, like all these different elements. And then that Whitney aspires to be. Yeah. And she just looks classier. Even Whitney's hair looks trashy. Sorry. She's like the um, Gina of, Solid Damn, I'm, true. Although I do like Gina more than I like Whitney. Yeah, I loved. I mean, I I really do like Gina. I think Gina is. Um... Well, I used to loathe her her first season, but it's because she was lying because she was in a bad relationship. Yeah. But then once she was honest about stuff, then it was like really nice seeing that side of her. Right, and I think she was like one of the cat one of the cast members that didn't really have money, you know, like or had some type of money obviously casita. but the casita yeah the casita. Essentials. <laughs> but yeah she's up. like the worst version of gina but like oh, the yeah. gina of the salt lake city cast i would yeah. say yeah, yeah because yeah, of like i don't know i just low budget yeah just like the insecure younger like needs to catch up with everybody as candace would say low budget and i hate saying that because me and whitney have the same louis multi-pochette which it's very trendy now um yeah i mean but you know money can't buy you class elegance is learned my friends whitney is the type that's just gonna buy whatever's on trend not because she likes it although i did like that bag too if you get sick of yours you can mail it to me 10 years from now that bag i got it for it i got i think it was because i got it before it was trendy like, I got it even before I saw Lisa have it on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I just really liked the bag because I knew I could versatile it. Like, it was versatile. I could, like, take parts off of it and, like, just use it for multiple things. I mean, this is still expensive. But I got it for 1800 plus tax. So that was, like, two grand. I remember just, like, screaming, like, wanting to pee myself when I bought it. Um, it was a gift, really. But anyway, um, long story short. And then now it's, like, 38 I mean, 2340 I looked it up, like, today. It's still out of stock, but it's, like, almost $2,400. So, with tax, that would be, like, almost, like, 2600 Almost, like, like 2700 which is insane that that bag has gone up in value. I'm the Eileen Davidson of this cast of our podcast because I have just cheap-ass bags. I just have certain things that I like to be like nice. And I mean, I like, mind you, I bought my first, well, I don't know. I don't have that many bags, but if I have a bag, it has to be like something I can like have forever and something that I can use for multiple occasions and bags and like are like the one thing that I'm like, oh, I want these to be expensive or not expensive, but I want these to be like something I can keep forever. Sorry guys. Yeah. That was a, whatever, a rant that wasn't necessary. That night, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm like, why am I proving myself to you, Ruby? 
Well, I don't know. We got that Whitney Lisa energy. <laughs> you know what? Why are you here, India? Where is my Vita? No, you're Whitney. My name <laughs> is India motherfucking Simone. Do I need a name tag? <laughs> Whitney, Heather, bad weather. Get out. <laughs> I love you so much. I love um, one of the SNL or former SNL cast members does the impressions all the time. She did like Whitney and Heather, I mean, Whitney and Lisa on Watch Weapons Live last week. And I was dying. It was so good. I was like, I need to learn how to do that. All right. So Salt Lake City. Yes, I'm officially Lisa Barlow stan. My friends have been crying about it. Um, also, I like this is not something that we're reviewing, but like I've I've started to learn the bad parts of Kyle. Like I've started to acknowledge them and stop being so blind to Miss Kyle Richards. I still like her overall, but there's some things where she was not good to my baby Sutton. So um, I like tweeted two people and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm turning on Kyle. It's been 11 years. And ironically, one of them sent me a gif of Lisa Barlow saying, I'm going to cry because <laughs> he was so happy. So, you know, this is called evolution, guys. People can change. I think Kyla's great, but she's definitely very shady and keeps her shade like under wraps or tries to keep it under wraps until it gets revealed. A.K.A. Camille being like, nope, Kyle's the no, one who told I me about Erica's problems. Though. I believe Kyle that like Camille and LVP have too much free time on their hands. Cause oh yeah, like definitely think Camille. Cause if you're not on the housewives, just then why are you commenting on it? Obviously Lisa comments on it because it's like Vanderpump promotion, but Camille, can you go live your life? Go build your new house. I don't know. Lisa, get your like worry about your little show and your restaurants. Get out of here. I just can't with her. Like Camille, you're not even in the Bravo sphere anymore. Like she's go. not even in any no just go but anyway oh we're making such great time what are we uh, are we doing below deck did we say we were doing below deck yeah we could do a little below deck review i mean i don't really have much to say um this episode was better than the last but boring trip um i guess i'll just wrap it up in a sentence boring trip Malia was annoyed with Katie because, like, hello, like... I did not blame Malia in that instant, honestly. My crew is exhausted. Your crew is not because we helped you out, and yet you're getting praise. Hate oh, it. yeah, that really pissed me off. I also like that Malia defended... What's her name? The devil girl. Lexi. Oh, yeah. Lexi. She... And was like, um, actually... And it, her and... Um, they, What's his name? David. David. Both defended and was like, Matt, we actually don't like you, basically. Like, could have been you. Shut the fuck up. Matt just would not shut the fuck up about a fucking dirt pile. I was like, even if I was on camera, I would have choked. Like, don't even choke Matt. I would just throat punched him so quickly. My dad taught me how to fight as a small child. So I would have socked him and he would have been crying like a little bitch and like trying to send me to jail. And I'd be like, cool, I'm off this show. But at least I got to like, get my rage out because he's just so he must have grown up like with some sort of kind of like well off enough or something like they did his story like his dad was like in some kind of like arts thing and his mom was a chef or something too mm-hmm. like he just grew up with no sense of perspective like I just cannot stand when people can't see outside of themselves and he's absolutely that person like and he he's like an only child probably it, I would guess he's an only child 
he's something. At least in the photos, it was just like him and his parents. So I just assume like, oh, only child. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense as well. But yeah, Matt's, Matt's hell of annoying. So you would have been like Lexi and just would have smacked him. You, Yeah, you know. I wouldn't have even said like, if this were on camera, I would have smacked her. I wouldn't have breathed. I would have. I can only imagine how much like happened that wasn't on Not camera safe. that got under Lexi's skin to the point where she was like, I've had it. I don't even yeah, care about being on this show anymore. All of them said it. It's like he was constantly egging her on. And like they said, it, it's like we couldn't pick something offensive per se that he said, but he he was doing bullying. And it's like he was just constantly berating her or just annoying her or just egging her on. He's right. a Candace where it's like you just keep poking the bear and then you wonder why you get mauled. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, he's worse than Candace though. Like, oh, he's at least a Candace lot is funny. Candace is funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dumbass. So please disappear. Um, and I also said, I need to ask my dad if these yacht problems are real or not. Like, I feel like sometimes they do these things that make it seem like something really crazy is about to happen to the boat. And it's like, I bet you in real life, like actual nautical people are like, that's not a big deal. Like, that's not actually dramatic. But since we don't know, because we don't do that stuff, we can believe them when they're like, oh my God, this took too long to get a line over or I don't yeah. know. It's just like, they always try to make it seem so intense. And like, since sometimes some of the like old below deck people will be like, this is made up. I'm just like, I bet you it's just not as serious as they want it to be. But like, they need to make it about like the professional drama too. I do have a random boat story. Go ahead. Tell us a story. I won't mention any names, but um, one of my friends who is not of age to rent a boat. It was her birthday. She asked me if I could rent the boat. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You How just... old do you have to be to rent a boat? I think I 25. Oh, so She's not 25. She's like, I call her like my baby sister. But anyway, okay. so I'm like, okay, I got you. Like, pay the deposit. She paid me back, whatever. So also got like a jet ski to ride on. Like, I had to be the one to like get like to take the boat out of dock because the boat was in my name. No one else could do it. And the one girl who was going to drive once we got off the dock, like she didn't have a license and you have to have a driver's license in order to like even qualify to drive a boat. So once we got off the dock, she handled the boat. I was happy so I could drink, whatever, whatever. So then one of my friends gets on the, on the yacht, on the, not on the yacht, on the jet ski and like we lose her, like we finally find her. She like comes, we've all been drinking. She finally comes and like, she's like trying to like, stop the jet ski so that like it's like near the boat but doesn't hit the boat i'm nervous it hits the boat oh my gosh i'm pissed at this point because i'm like okay my drunk is ruined like i'm now sober because at this point i'm like okay i'm not paying for that like that this, happens the rep real fast the boat and the jet ski are in my name i'm not paying for this so she's like i'll pay for it whatever whatever i'm like all right cool john's nice ass is like i'll pay for it. i'm like no you're not shut the fuck up <laughs> like you're not i didn't say shut the fuck up i'm like <laughs> you're not paying for this like you didn't do it like i'm not paying for this my friend whose birthday doesn't is paying for this my friend who did it is paying for this i don't know how much it costs but whatever also mm-hmm. someone we had hookah on the boat someone burned a hole in the carpet of the boat so i'm like uh-uh. i'm just like breathing deeply See, like like this is why i don't put my name in things this is why i don't put my name in things like and so we like dock like luckily the girl who was like driving the boat could dock they didn't even care at this point because we get to the dock by time like they're closing so they're just like all right whatever so they don't even really check around he's like all right just sign like you're good i'm like okay they didn't even check the boat great like hopefully i get my deposit back 
I was about to say because like they sign it, but I'm sure that they can back charge you or something. No, once they like they, I guess once they like go, they have to do like a inspection around the boat just to make sure it's like in good good condition the way it was when you like picked it up. And once you sign, they can't really. I don't think they can. I don't know. But anyway. Or they can't prove that you did it at that point because then like they've turned in everything yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, I who mean, did it? So then my friend, my other friend, like she drives a jet ski over. She said, I just dropped it off and I like left. Like I didn't even say anything. I was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Right. So I'm nervous for days. Like I'm like, is this money going to go back on my card? Like, is this money going to go back on my card? Are they going to call me like with some bullshit? So then Long story short, I call them. They're like, oh, yeah, the hold isn't on our end. It's on your credit card's end. So just call your credit card company or just, like, wait a couple more days. It should come back. I'm like, okay, so I didn't get charged for anything? They're like, no, just for gas. And I'm like, okay, great. And I just hang up. And so we got away with it. But I'm like, tell my friend, like, you're lucky because that could have been, like, a $500 fee that would have came. Oh, I'm, like, a neurotic person when it comes to, like, if things are on my name, like, even a hotel reservation or anything we do, like, if I'm associated with it, I'm, like, don't fucking do a single thing that will ever put me in question because I will stop someone. Growing up, you have your friends that you're, like, okay, I trust this group of people that we're, like, you know, we're responsible people, but then I have my group of friends where I'm, like, yeah, I'm not signing anything. (laughs) Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to fuck anything up, but. Like you'll just see them at dinner or at someone else's house where you're not associated. They're not the people you invite on trips. Um, yeah, I guess there weren't really like many other events. Um, they went to like a little vineyard and when they were like talking about how they were all going to go on a trip together after the season was over, I was like, hell no. Like introvert Ruby jumped out. Like, and who was inviting Matt? I think he invited. I think the trip was his idea. Ew. Yeah, he was like, "I love you guys so much," and they're like, "I guess." <laughs> um, David's like, "Hate you." Remember, this was like your junior year of college and my senior year. Um, there was a hurricane, and we all had to like evacuate school. But since my parents were like living across the country, like people offered for me like stay at their houses and stuff. But I just stayed like at an off-campus house with some friends of mine. And what I didn't realize is how many people they offered to stay at their house. So it, it was a, it's a three-story house. And like, I think seven or eight of them lived there and not everyone stayed, but they invited like five or six people to stay with them if they needed to. So there were 13 of us in a home and I'm an introverted person. <laughs> and I was so sick of it. And you know how our like friends at school are that they're all like, we're a family, we're a community. Like we're going to do everything together because we love each other. And I was like, we can do some things apart. Like we don't all have to 13 be together the whole time. And they're like, do you hate us? I'm like, no, I just need to be alone. So I had to like the third day into the trip, fake being sick to not go to the beach with them because I just wanted to be by myself. I just wanted to like be in a quiet home lying on someone's futon, like reading. Right. I did not. That's how I met our friend Justin because he was also staying at that house and he went to the beach and he said that's how he became friends with me because was when he realized I lied just like sit home and read magazines he was like oh I respect that that's how we became friends and now (laughs) grown up Ruby and Justin would just be like yeah I'm not going you guys have fun I'm gonna stay here oh yeah like all of our hangouts like whenever we meet up is like literally I just just like one person going to visit the other person and just like going wine tasting or like going to the spa or just like drinking and dancing and stuff like we literally don't 
like groups of people. So very much makes sense. Um, I really like that David kind of shared too, like his mental health struggles. Like I think the implication was like, he perhaps like whether or not it was on purpose, like almost took his own life. So mm-hmm. I feel like that really made a difference too. Um, and I that's why like, he was like, like Matt, you're talking about yeah, zero perspective. It's so trash Matt, you're talking about Lexi. Like that couldn't have been any of us in you, honestly. Also, Z falling in the bushes at the end reminds me of a college story. Um, and it was, um, <laughs> this was like our first weekend of sophomore year. And it was Amber, Jossie, a third party, and myself. And we were... <laughs> Can I, I think I know who the third party is. But... <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> I don't give free ads on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, oh, four of us were pre-gaming to go out and we were taking shots or drinking whatever. And the mixer or chaser, whatever it was, um, that we had was Hawaiian punch, which is obviously like that bright, bright red. And so we start to go out. We were at the apartments like down Jamestown road. Right. So you have to like kind of walk that whole block to get to campus, wherever the party that you're going to, we're probably going to the units. Oh, tacky. Oh God, the units. We're walking, we're walking. And the third party tripped and fell in the bushes. Um, or I think like went down to their knees to like go throw up or whatever in the bushes. And when they raised their head, their face was covered in blood. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, you're bleeding. And the (laughs) Jossie were like, no, no, it's just Hawaiian punch on her face. It's just Hawaiian punch. <laughs> and I said, no, that is blood. And because I'm shady, I said, Amber, take them home. Jossie and I are going to keep going to the <laughs> And sure enough, the next day, we all went to get lunch to debrief. And the person had like a bruised ass face from where they got scratched from the, the bushes. bushes. From throwing up. Oh, my gosh. I... But that's like one of that is literally like one of our seminal like for Amber Jossie and I. That's always like one of our seminal memories was that we're always like, no, no, it's just a wine punch. And it's like, no, that's blood. Because <laughs> it's like and our town is like our college town is so family lit. I'm like, no, but that's blood. Get her home. So yeah, that <laughs> love is a bush moment. It's like I, it's just like in that night, like the whole time we were hanging out and stuff. Like Joss and I were talking about it to her little sister because that night too, like, um, so like Jossie's from like our home area too, but she went to a different school. So I knew her since high school, and um, I was working at a movie theater in town in our college town, and one of my coworkers was one of her old classmates. So like you know everyone's Facebook friends. And back in the day, you can make videos on people's Facebook walls. I'm sure you still can, but like people just don't do that anymore right. because of Snapchat and Instagram, whatever. So we made like the longest drunken rant on this woman's like wall for that all of that. Amber broke like one of Jossie's roommates like figurines that she made for like her sorority on the table. Like it was, it's just a night that like we always recount each memory because it was just like a series of chaos <laughs> also in that video there's like amber trying to sing rihanna's part and run this town in the background and it's real real rough oh my gosh oh god me and emily i don't think she was on the basketball team but she was my next door neighbor 
um, in college. And mm-hmm. like, seen, I mean, not senior year. Jesus. Freshman year <laughs> at Yates. Is that where I stayed? Yeah. Yes. Yates. I Sometimes I get Yates and Dupont. You had the long path behind your building. Oh, I got so lucky with Yates. I got so lucky. Um, I loved Yates. And DuPont was great too, but Yates gang. Yates gang. <laughs> um, but we have so many videos of us like singing random songs. Like I remember one time we were like singing or like watching the video of like what hurts the most by um Rascal Flats. No. No. And we just start bursting out crying, like <laughs> Stop it. Stop. I'm so I get a little sad I deleted Facebook permanently. Because there were so many good videos. My friends and I used to do like lip syncing ones where we would just like leave each other random lip sync videos and like perform. Like we were TikTok before there was TikTok. Right. TikTok has always existed, but just in our hearts. Oh, college. Stupid. <laughs> what, what did good we time. do this for years? <gasps> oh, God. And full circle, my friend who, um, whose wedding I went to last weekend, he's from Williamsburg and so he would um he visited me once or twice in college and I was like in a fight with like a guy that I liked and that guy tried to like not run up on me but like tried to approach me at a party at the units and my friend was with me and I was kind of like please leave me alone and my friend was like are you gonna leave her alone and the guy was like who are you and it was just like a whole escalation and all I could think of was like we're all drinking illegally as young children. <laughs> no fights. Oh my no, god! No, I was like, wife off John. I was like, no fighting. <laughs> like, let's get out. <laughs> I was like, we need to stop. We need to stop because I just could envision the violence. And I was just like, uh-uh. I'm not doing this not today. I got to be able to come back in 24 hours to not go to the units. Right. Classic times. All right, five minutes of VIP or something. Yeah, that's fine with you. It was ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. And I usually have the tolerance to sit through the episode, even if I know what's going to happen. But I literally just fast forwarded to the proposals because of Instagram. I was doing work while I was watching it. So I just kind of like said little things like justice to Natasha because she didn't get a fair chance. Um, And then I mean, she's fine. She hosts a bachelor podcast, so it's not like she she has plenty of options. Yeah, she was not deeply there for love. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's fine. Um, I guess like I didn't really believe Joe and Serena were as deep as they were. Like I knew that they were probably going to do the proposal or like leave together. But I guess they like each other. Yeah, I thought so. I know you were a pessimist. She's very sweet. It's just there's something about the age gap in a way where it's like, it's not that she's immature, but it just makes me feel like maybe he's just very not emotionally mature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have age gaps. Like Mari and and, uh, yeah, they have have a age gap and he was like i mean i know that you're young because of the way you look but if it weren't for like that i think you were my age and she's like oh well thanks like well she's think 20, i'm 40 he's 40 yeah so. that's like a 15 year age gap and serena p and grocery store he joe definitely are is like, a young. like 12 years apart or something she's like 23 and he's yes yeah, yeah and he's 35 yeah so less of so an age gap like, there that's where it's kind of like at those ages, those ages are, st- that gap is still really different. That's a very impressionable unless age. Unless 
your like I said either unless the young person is a very old soul or the older person just is like moving more slowly through life so I think it just I think it more reflects on the men than the women to be honest um I don't know I think that like I used to say my age my absolute like age max was 10 years and then Mm -hmm. I dated someone that was 10 years older than me and was like wow we are on two different pages of Mm -hmm. life and our references and everything but I think that Serena P may be a little bit more mature and I say that based even on the way she handled Matt J- the Matt James situation and how she yeah. was just like she's more secure she's just like yeah no this isn't I don't think I actually like like you like my sister is like yeah you don't really like him yeah like, oh yeah I don't <laughs> yeah I think I think Serena is much more secure in herself and then I think Mari just has like a more mature energy and I think both of the guys are definitely like I don't know like grocery store Joe seems nice enough but he also just seems like he needs like to be taken care of you know like he doesn't seem like super independent mature independent I don't know like he just gives me that vibe and then Kenny manages boy bands and has little stars on his yeah um, Kenny just gives me the vibe of like uh Peter Pan like forever young and he said that he's like I mean no one really expected me to get married or have kids I didn't really expect that for myself but here I am and I yeah like I still think he felt like sincere it was just like again he just didn't think it was gonna get that deep like I thought he was gonna like he probably thought he was just gonna have like a fling with a demi and then like met Mari instead all I could think so Mari's Puerto Rican so all I could think was like when she brings Kenny down to that island they're gonna rip him apart (laughs) with all the tattoos and the eight like they're just gonna always you know people yeah are gonna have a lot of questions and a lot of judgments and this and that other Cause that's just the culture. So I mean, those star tattoos are awful. Um, I know, but like at least Americans will be like polite, fake, nice about it. They're like, "Oh, interesting." The Puerto Ricans are be like, "So what the fuck is that? What are you doing?" They're just not well done. Like, there's a difference in having like a caricature like type of tattoo, and then yeah. just a tattoo like that's just not well done. Like, they look like those tattoos that like when you go to like a party and they have a random tattoo person. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get a tattoo by this random person. Like, no. Yeah. No. Well, it's like just a more conservative culture still. So yeah. just tattoos alone and it not being like a tattoo of like the face of God. Yeah. Or Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. It's gonna be exactly. It's like if it was like a Bible verse, they'd be like okay or like dedicated to a dead relative they're like okay but like whatever the kind of american flag or some tattered shit on his shoulder and the stars on his crotch they're gonna be like mm, this is what you chose to bring home great they my dad has tattoos and his are random and they were like mm-hmm. now they love him but kenny's gonna have to go through a trial period and then if he survives that then he deserves to be with Mari. but okay so I guess speaking of, like, we can talk about the couples that are together that were on the show and, like, got engaged, but then also did not get engaged and, like, sure. oh, and stayed on, like, after the show. I'm so happy for Riley and Marissa. Yes, they were, like, first black couple to ever get engaged. Also a gap, but two very mature people on the same yeah. page. And that it's even them the most. That is the relationship that we wanted Matt for Matt James. We wanted Matt James to end up with a woman of color. And what did he do? Discipline us all. Not saying that interracial. 
pick a woman of color. He told not saying her- that interracial love isn't beautiful and profound. Yes. <laughs> but everyone, because Matt James was the first black bachelor, we expected for him to be with Michelle, a Michelle, a Serena. But instead, especially because Michelle was so cool. It was just like, why would the perfect pick- woman? Like, why wouldn't you pick her? And he likes basic thoughtery, so here we are. Mm, yeah, you know, whatever. I, like, I, he's I, also I, a tool, so I'm glad he didn't bring Michelle down with him. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like Matt and What's-Her-Face are doing well. I, like, looked at his page the other day. Seems like they're doing well. <laughs> whatever her name is. I forget, but it doesn't even matter. Okay, anyway, so on the show, yeah. Maury and Kenny... Marissa and Riley, of course, the favorites, and then Serena and Grocery Store Joe, which was also cute. Yeah. And the producer setting up Kendra to Kendall to come down. I'm like the disparity. I sorted. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like I wouldn't do that if I was Kendall. And they were like, Hey, we want you to go down there and like, you know, do you have any final words that you want to say? What? Oh, like hell no! I don't have anything. Looking like Desperado. The first time was embarrassing. Like, you look like Desperado. Big kissing Ivan. Yucky. Yeah. No, it just wasn't good at all. I'm like, oh, Kendall, eek. It was bad look. Thirsty. Thirsty, thirsty. Um, So for the couples who did not- Abigail and Noah. I know. They're so cute. I've been saying, he's so fine. I was Mm -hmm. like- He's so so cute. But I get it. The pressures of marriage on a show, I would also probably want to just be like, all right, let's leave here- pretended to break up so that they wouldn't have to go through the proposal thing yeah i'd be like let's not do this the problem with the bachelor franchise is like if you end as a couple but don't get engaged quote end quote that's also considered a failure so they're like we'd rather like the producers would rather you pretend you broke up and then surprise everybody by being together later right then not get engaged at the end because they like have just like that very specific formula they want to happen because there were other bachelor couples before that like ended with just dating and they're like, oh, he doesn't really love her. And it's like, no, it's just for real. And a lot of people, to be fair, they get quote engaged at the end of the show. But really what they're saying is like, I want to be in a relation, like an exclusive relationship with you, but not right. actually engaged. And since you're new, I don't know if you know this, but I think you have to be together a minimum of two years to keep the ring if you ever break up. So I'm yelling, give some the rings. If you get engaged, but then break up within two years, you have to give Neil Lane back the ring. But if you stay past two years and then break up, you get to keep it. Oh, shit. Wow. So those are facts. I was wondering about um, that. I'm like, okay. But also, I'm just the kind of person, like, I wouldn't want it if I broke up with somebody because it represents a relationship. I would sell it. I would sell it. I would sell it on eBay. people do. Bachelor ring. Bachelorette ring. No, but you can't say what it is because then people don't want a cursed ring. Some people would want, like, fan people, fandom people might, like, yeah, bid high for it. And also all the rings look just alike except for one was teardrop, one was square, and then one was oval. I'm like, yeah. No. I understand. Okay. You win this one, India. (laughs) There are no winners in this Get game. <laughs> Unlike Squid Games, which is amazing, by the way. If anyone has not watched Squid Games yet, it's worth a watch. Um, 
that was like one time I told somebody I was like yeah I mean it's just like really weird because I'm not like a really competitive person or anything and it was somebody who'd only known me for like three months and like Ruby you're the most competitive person I've ever met and I was like oh so I'm not hiding it well okay 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 yeah fine number one (laughs) you're right (laughs) competition with myself JK always competing low-key always competing um explain to me squid game because I just keep seeing references and I don't know what that is so it's basically a game squid game is a game like that kids play in like korea or that they used to play but the game the premise of the game is like all these people that are in in thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt they basically get approached by someone that's like hey you want to play this game like or you you know you down to play this so they don't tell them anything about the game like what it's entailing anything they're just basically like all right they show up and but they know that they'll get their debt paid off or something like they just think like they're in a game to win money but they don't know what the game actually entails so then the first game it's like this like they're playing children like childhood games like so Mm -hmm. the first game is like red light green light i don't want to give too much away but red light green light and basically they figure out during the first game people die like so if it's like red light and then they like go or it's like red light and then they stop and they're like green light and then they go and they like the camera catches them moving even just like a smidget they get shot and they die so then everyone's like what the fuck like you didn't say that we were gonna die like this wasn't a part of and then they're like but you're you can win 46 billion korean won which in american dollars is like 364 million dollars like something nuts and they're like basically the last man standing wins the money and everybody else has to die yeah (gasps) So there's like 456 players at the beginning and then there ends up just being one player at the end. This is like recent, like it's happened in this century. What? The game. Yeah, the game is like present day. Oh, this was filmed... So the writer, it's funny, the writer said that he spent Wait, 10... is this a documentary? Or no, it's, I thought it was a documentary, but no, it's like a, it's like a show. It's a it's Korean fictional. show. Yeah, it's fictional. It's a Korean show. I thought this was a real life. See, I thought it was too when people, when someone explained it, I was like, wait, it's real. But then I watched and I'm like, oh no, this shit is. People need to stop writing things like this because then someone in real life, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, are going to think they can do stuff like that. Or real things like this happen in real life because basically what one, like what the creator, not the creator, but the creator of the game in the show, what he said was, you know, when you have too much money, you don't know how to, like nothing excites you anymore because you can j- literally just do anything. Yeah. So it's like art. all of these rich people got together and said like, Hey, we're going to create a game like for, for sport. And he's like, basically exactly. how some people bet on horses, we bet on people. Mm-hmm. And so in the game, people are like, you know, like the rich people were like, Oh, I bet a million that he can win. Or I bet a million that he's going to like do this, whatever, whatever. And so it's like, they just got so bored with their money that they decided to like, use people but then the guy's like i mean you guys signed up for it you knew what was happening like so i'm but they didn't know they were gonna die well not the first game but then after that they gave them a choice basically like okay if enough people like say like the majority says we want to go home then you can go home so then they all went back home because they like the majority said like oh no fuck this we're done with this game yeah i would be a puppy on the porch i'd go home oh no and then they all decided to come back so the majority decided to come back so like all but like 20 people came back and played the game that's fictional ass shit. Well, I'm glad like, you told me because one, I thought it was like a video game of some sort. And then oh no. I- it's so good. 
And it's yeah. funny, the creator said that he spent 10 years writing it and like so many studios turned him down. Like he was so stressed out. Like he lost six teeth in the middle of they like- They should turn him down. This should not be real. Writing and directing, but it's so good. It's like Hunger Games, but like, but like more real because you can like, imagine- I Maid's Tale. I don't people. need to see that shit. Oh, I mean, I was de- desensitized from dystopian life in like when I was like 10 or 11 when I read the Handmaid's Tale book and I was like wow this is reality this is how the world is going to be and I've been a conspiracy theorist ever since then so I watched Handmaid's Tale I haven't watched the last two seasons from girlfriends (laughs) basically Basically. you're like a Lynn Maya hybrid but I would just give it a chance I you know I didn't want to spoil it for anyone that is listening but it's so good or whatever you can it's, stop now. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. Like, I didn't expect it to be that good because I'm like, okay, shows that are like, it's like the like the most watched show on Netflix. And so shows like that, I'm like, I don't need to watch this. Like, it's probably no, not yeah. that good. And then I watched it and I'm like, yo, this show, because there's like character development and then you get like attached to the characters and like you want to see them win. And then some characters are like, oh my God, you're the worst. And you just really see like what happens when people like, like our batch batshit situations like this and yeah. just how crazy people are but it's so good highly recommend well, but anyway i still haven't finished the crown or what's that other one there's another popular one on netflix oh and i've never watched the queen's gambit so you know oh, queen's I'm, gambit is so good oh, i meant I, I'm, I'm out I'm here i just started season 18 of grace anatomy i'm a lifer that shit gives me some serotonin i cannot explain when the oh credit- that shit gives me anxiety the when those was credits roll and you see the little Seattle needle point, I'm always like, yes, it's time. I'm not a great. And I just feel it rush through my little veins. And I'm like, this is where I'm most at peace. The shows of public of people in public health and medicine. Okay. Because well, I cannot. a lot of people didn't want to watch Grey's last year because they were tackling COVID, but I thought they did a great job. Um, because they were like, I'm trying to escape. So this year, what they did is like, they did an intro where they were like, this season we're looking, we're living in a fictional post-pandemic world that describes our hopes for the future. And they were like, in real life, like the pandemic is still ravaging the medical community. And then they listed like a bunch of resources and stuff, which was pretty cool. Well, I like that they did that because no one, again, like people said, like, I don't need to see that if I'm already living it, I don't want to. Yeah, I like that they escapism. that they moved on, but I love that they acknowledged it too, especially yeah. like in a. I think it was necessary. Of, Definitely necessary. Like those types of are affected by that, so I think it's good to acknowledge like this is still an issue um, yeah. because a lot of people think everything's over. Yeah, for like sure. somebody told me, someone told me at that wedding on Saturday they they're like, so like everyone's gonna get COVID, right? Like it's pretty much expected, and guess what? That person got COVID three days later. So. Don't be fucking rude. Yeah, no. <laughs> just like not everyone has to get it for it to be over. Like that's not what the point no, is. No, it's not at all. <sighs> so you know me. I just have to nod and smile at the dummies and be like, sure. Yeah. I remember March 2020 when everyone told me it was going to be over in three weeks. And I said, yeah. Have you seen the obesity in our country? And you think that this is going to be over in three weeks? No. I just yeah. say prayed up, medicined up, and... um wear my mask and uh wash just my be hands. responsible like yeah. just just think about is this necessary sometimes yeah. you know what i mean like we don't have to still be doing everything all the time you know post throwback pictures on instagram from seven years ago and say that you're in paris today no one knows the difference 
Yeah. No, I'm not going to like any busy, busy, busy places. But anyway, couples are still together. Chris and Alana. Meh. Oh, I forgot. We were talking about Bachelor in Paradise. I know. We're almost done, people. Yeah, Sorry, I'm glad we're... that Chris and Alana are together because they did seem more sincere than Brennan and Piper. Yeah. Thomas and Becca. Cute. Cute. James and Aaron. But... <laughs> Dead. But like, the what, bromance. They're funny, but what trash. Like, they did not come to find love at all. I know. Aaron's like, all right, so I'm going to leave with James. And Tia's like, wait, you're serious? As much as like, calculate your number. Her departure was iconic. When she was like, "Fuck this beach, fuck everybody, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back," and then she dragged her ugly ass suitcase across the beach. I was weak. Oh god! And I don't. Let's see if she holds true because she said she's not going to go back on any bachelor shows. We'll see you next year. Right. We'll see, we'll see who appears on the beach. I was sad because I love my little James, but when. Anna was talking to him and he was like trying to break up with her. He was so like, could only lace two words together. Yeah. And people aren't good conversationalists. He was like, yeah. Um, it's like, we just met a couple days ago. No, we're not having a commitment. I'm going home with Aaron and we'll talk later. Who I have a commitment with. Yeah. I love at the end how they were like hashtag big facts. Cause Aaron loves his little phrases. What tools though. And then who else? Yeah, Becca and Thomas, that was very cute. I think that was a good idea because it's like, girl, don't get engaged again on television. Yeah, I know. Live that shit out in real life. So I completely understand her perspective. Like, I get that he was sad. And it's like, it's not you. It's, have you not seen my life for the past three or four years? Don't need that pressure. Yeah. And then there was another, oh, Abigail, no, we already talked about. So yeah, it was cute. I'm glad it worked out. Um, Hopefully we just kind of see like nicer people next season though because it was just like felt like a lot of contrived shit this season yeah even with the people that we quote liked because i was like there's too many bachelor sponsored podcast hosts on this cast get out of Plus, here um well yeah i guess grocery store joe and becca all host podcasts mm. and then tia hosts so rachel Lindsay used to co-host the bachelor happy hour podcast with becca when she was trying to change the system for from the inside but then after Chris Harrison was a racist for the 500th time, she quit and she had to quit the podcast too. Cause she's like, I can't keep talking about this show. That doesn't support me. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was like crazy. And I respect that walking away from all of that. Cause it's not worth it. Like to continuously like, put yourself up as like the martyr of this franchise. And they clearly don't want to show you love. I'm excited for Michelle's season though. Did you see the little extended trailer? Yes, it looks good. I love her. I think she's going to be so good. Cause I think she's going to be like, really like what makes like a good lead is like, they have to be really good at talking to the interviewer as if they're talking to you and like being really descriptive and like wordy. And so like, she's a teacher. So I think she's just going to have like a good vocabulary and a good sense of like having those conversations right. on camera. Um, but she's also gonna be like really spicy and fun. So I'm excited. And she's from Minnesota, which is where my dad is from. So Shout out Minnesota. Uh, I just looked at Piper's page because I'm like, what are Piper and Brendan up to? <laughs> like, if anyone's wondering where I've been, doing? I'm like, Jesus, no one cares. Like, um, I loved how they were doing the recap of the show and they like barely showed them on that like final five minute. Yeah. Except at the end no where like they that. were sweating and talking about their plans. Yeah. Absolutely no um, one wants to see it. 
yeah, I just hope we never hear from them again. I worry, but I hope we never hear from them again. Yeah, no. Also, it just like blows everybody how much everyone liked Brendan in Tasha's season when he walked away and stuff because people thought he was being mature. And now we all realize it was because he is actually not looking for any kind of love or commitment. He just wants to be relevant for television. Exactly. Big yikes. So, yeah, well, I guess we covered a lot. Guys. Yeah, we did. I think that I'm talked out. <laughs> We're going to go back to our introvert selves. I'm going to eat my salad and uh, I don't have squid games to watch. Oh, well, me and John are watching Halloween movies like every day that we can, at least. Um, so we're like doing like a Halloween binge. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street, the original from 1984 with Johnny Depp last night. And it was great. There's a newer one than that? No, no, no. We just watched the original one. And the original one has Johnny Depp in it. But there's like a different version? Of Nightmare on Elm, uh, Nightmare yeah. on Elmo Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's like, <laughs> obviously, like the Freddy Krueger, um, oh, like franchise, the- like kept going, okay. but this was like the original one from like the eighties. Nice. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I'm gonna go look at my neck because I feel like there's something wrong here. Like I see that there's these two lines, and I feel like it's making like a potato around my neck, and I don't like it. You just need to like lotion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I- my neck it's does that too. I'll like lay horizontal on bed and just turn my neck. And so it creates those creases. Yeah. So we're gonna I always have to remind myself to like stand up straight because I have like a permanent crease like above my belly button. Like, you know, like above, yeah, the, like from like slouching. Got it. You're like, where's that oh, crease? I think I know what you're crease? talking about. I'm like, I oh, that's because like I slouch a lot. My ribs. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. So I'm going to do a little bit of uh, self-evaluation. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not hypercritical i'm not gonna go do anything medical um until heather gives me a sponsorship with beauty lab and laser and then we can talk mm, um, under eye fillers uh definitely under eye fillers and if she wants to suck some stuff out of my neck so that it looks better or like smooth these lines but i think that's like one thing you can't do because otherwise everybody would have done it by now mm, a facelift or a partial face you can't lift. get rid of the line even if you don't have the loose skin yeah Probably not. Yeah, you can still see it. Ugh. I'm too vain. Anywho. She turned 31 and... And she... shit has gone downhill. Because <laughs> <laughs> the back of my neck hurt last week and now I'm concerned about the front of my neck. So, Oh, my back was hurting so bad last week. Maybe but... I just need a neck transplant. <laughs> if anybody out there does them for free, I'm available. <laughs> okay, so either epidemiologist or a surgeon, yeah, guys. Surgeon. Yeah, Plastic surgeon, to be specific. Yeah, call me Heather Dubrow. Find me a Terry. Which I've heard Terry's, um, not to, we're wrapping up, guys. But I heard that, I've seen, like, really poor reviews of Terry's work. <gasps> He's the botcher? I went, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. And people were, like, leaving reviews of, like, worse like surgeon ever like he's so his his like methods are so outdated and like he fucked up this he fucked up that i'm like ooh. okay so yeah we're not gonna go see him but we'll see someone who does better maybe adrian maloof's ex i think he might I i haven't seen any bad reviews for him so okay well keep an eye out for me for when i move back one day and need it By the time that happens, though, I feel like he'll be, I'm not wishing death upon anybody. Retired. But 
yeah, let's say retire. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that joyous note, we will see you guys next week. October. Adios. Bye. Bye.